Tales from Edra Pubcast, Episode 3. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Tales from Edra, the podcast, the monthly show that delves into the underbelly of writing, fantasy, creativity and the business side of things. My name is Ken Boiter otherwise known as K.R. Boiter, and I'm a fantasy author, actor, creator of the Tales from Edra, and the co-creator and host of the fantasy channel, hang on, I'll start that again, and the the master of words himself, the YouTube channel, The Bottled Imp, yes. To be fair, I have just woken up from a very long snooze, but you can also support the show and my sleeping habits by going to the Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash krboiter, and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-E, hang on, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and my name is spelled B-O-Y-T-R, and you can choose your pledge level. There's lots of great rewards to be had, plus you can gain early access to this podcast and all its mistakes and all future projects. Some people, very crazily, have actually done that, so let's welcome them. Let's do the scroll call. A humble thank you to Philippa, a masterful thank you to Alex, Darren, Kedrick, Kit, Rachel, Sally, and a magical thank you to Sam, and a reverent thank you to Steve. A warm welcome to you all. So joining me today is an author and a singer, E.L. Johnson. Hello. Hello. You didn't think you were going to get a word in there, did you? Yeah. <laughs> My intros have got longer and longer, yeah, especially with all the mistakes in there. How are you? Yeah, good. Good, yeah. So we are in the White Horse Pub in Hartford, mm. and this is one of your locals, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it's one of my locals as well. And what I was going to suggest is... Let's talk a bit about the drinks that we've actually bought. So okay. what, what drink did you buy? Uh, let's see. I'm a cider girl because America has really crap beer and I don't like beer. <laughs> but I do like English cider. So I went for what is it, the Orchards, Cornish Orchards Cider that they've got on tap, which is really nice. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. And like you, I'm mm. also a cider boy. Hey, there we go. And yeah, and I got the same one. It's actually, awesome. I, think, I think it is the Orchards, Cornish Orchards mm. is the... He's the maker, mm-hmm. and this one is called Farmhouse. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. so do you want to do a cheers? Sure. Yeah. Cheers. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Hang on. Mm. It's good. It's good. It's got a slightly sour twist to it. It's nice. It? it is nice. Mm. So you've been drinking cider all your life then? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we can get... That makes me sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, I am. Okay. Uh, well, at least you admit it. Yeah, no. exactly. That's the first step to change it. There we go. No. But before we go any further, mm. I'll go and get another drink. No, okay. I, right. we, we will have a word. <laughs> this is not started for just drinking. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the podcast where you can drink. Yes. Well, it is the, it's the podcast it in a pub. That's really nice. Yeah. I quite like that. So we will just take a little short break as we have a word from our sponsors. Camelot Nightclub for Boogie Night and Dancing Queens. Get your friends round the table with their fantastic drinks offers. The hottest club in all of Edra. Welcome back. Yes. So we were talking about drink. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to carry on talking about drink? Sure. They're tasty. <laughs> yeah. 
So, in, so you grew up in America then, you mm. mentioned that? Yeah. I always thought you were Canadian. <laughs> no, God. Okay, let me put one thing straight. So, yeah, I'm from Boston. Um, okay. Whenever you say to an American, oh, are you Canadian? So we automatically think that you know that we're American because we're obnoxious. Yeah. And you're just trying to give us the benefit of the doubt by calling us Canadian. Uh, Whereas, you know, it's kind of like a thing where it's like if you say to Canadians, oh, you must be American, then they'll get really offended. But if you say to Americans, oh, you must be Canadian, they'll think, oh, you're just trying to be nice. Oh, I yeah, see. You actually know I'm this obnoxious. Yeah. You're just trying to be polite. Yeah, no. Well, it, it's similar. I am this obnoxious. But <laughs> it's similar it's to uh, New Zealand and Australians. Yeah. You get them mixed up. Oh, they man. They don't like it both ways, don't Yeah. They? But when I was Watch in America, because mm. I actually did go to Boston. Ah. Um, yeah, I did Camp America when oh, I was younger. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. But they all thought I was Australian. Really? Yeah, that, really? I don't know. I don't know. Were you hanging out with Australians? Because Americans are stupid. Oh, my can't God. Say oh can't come say on. That. Can't say that. I'm sitting oh, next to okay. America. I came no. over here. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's, well, that's maybe a mm. good starting point. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, um, so, so, okay, mm. so you are, you're an author mm-hmm. and you're a musician. Yes. How, let's, let's go right back then. Okay. When did you get into all of that? Was it as a kid? Did you start writing? Yeah. Or how's yeah. that? How did it work? So um, back, in, back in the States. Okay, back in the States, back in like the 80s, God. Um, <laughs> I was just like always writing little crap stories. And you know those like, oh gosh, they must have like a more advanced version of it now, but like, you know those little make your own stories where you, your kid can like write their own little fairy tale and then you can send it to a little print company? Uh, it's like yes. 80s version of like on-demand printing. I do remember books. That. Yes, and yeah. so I was doing that. And oh man, my parents loved it and we still have like this old version of you know a character clearly based off of me as like a sorceress you know catching a villain with a tape recorder so yeah circa 1980s but yeah well it's good that you've got them you know that you've get them and and you've got them yeah because then you can look back and and obviously how bad was I God (laughs) no but don't you think that's nice though yeah yeah yeah, to see that you know oh wow I've always been writing it's just like different things yeah you dabble in poetry and plays and all this stuff and Mm. you just cannot stop writing it's yeah. just like what you do yeah so, exactly yeah, yeah. Love it. and was it the same for your music because you, you you sing yes you? yeah I am a singer um, I've always been singing like my entire life my mom kind of, my background is kind of weird so my dad raised me in classical like Mozart Bach Beethoven all that wow. I love it and but my mom raised me on Motown and I come from a line of musicians so like mom has an operatic voice my little brother has an operatic voice I've got an operatic voice and so for I started taking opera lessons when I was like 18 and then I went to uni and wanted to study history so instead of going to music school I went history full tilt but I love it because that's the wonderful thing about history is that you get story ideas you know I would be sitting in lectures and I'd be thinking oh wow that's really cool that would be a great story idea oh I'll write that down and so my lecture notes would be full of like story ideas you know so it's you, crazy. yeah, that's a very good point actually, mm. because history is awesome. Yeah, because you do, because stories obviously draw on on all sorts of disciplines. Yeah. And obviously history. Mm. Um, I've I've been reading. I've got a book called I think it's um, mm. folklore um, and mythologies of the British Isles. Ooh. And it's a book that was I think published in 1973 mm-hmm. by the Reader's Digest. Cool. And it is all that sort of stuff, all the folklore, all the superstitions. Wow. And so I've just been looking through those. And thinking, oh, that's great. Yeah. I can kind of nick a little bit of that. Is Take that copy- a little bit from <laughs> there. Yeah. Copyright, yeah. Isn't Adapt it. it make yeah. it into your own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. So that's cool. So, um, so, mm-hmm. okay. So with your history then, 
then. Yeah. Do you ever slightly regret that you didn't do music? Um, life might no. Be no? <laughs> no. No. I mean, would I? I guess I would have liked to have like kept my toe into music lessons and stuff because right. I'm definitely missing out on that vocal training right now. Okay. But. Um, so I went to uni out in. Can I swear on this? Is that allowed? Is that Ooh. right? Oh, you Am can I swear. To? I'll decide if I believe it. I've never had anyone. Oh swearing, my gosh! Okay. But maybe that's because I've I'm been like interviewing really in English roses. <laughs> oh right. Okay. Unless it's an American. I believe it's an American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So I went out to uni in bumfuck Nebraska, where oh, there hello. is nothing there but cornfields okay. and the occasional meth lab that you hear about, which is crazy. Right. But so. Um, with the music program there, it's really full on where you're, that's like all you do. And it's like 30 plus hours of just music study and music theory and music practice. And you learn to be like trained up to grade eight piano. Wow. And like you're, you're like directing and conducting. And it's just not what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be writing stories. I wanted to be researching Russian history and the medieval period. I love medieval history. It's why I came here. So that's where my passion is. I want to be writing, you know. I can sing anytime but so, yeah. so okay yeah that is interesting yeah and I think you're right I think if you've mm. got multiple passions mm -hmm. I think sometimes it is to do with timing and yeah. what's right for you at that time yes you know five years later that might not it be might right be different. Yeah, yeah exactly so so then so mm. you did a degree in history mm -hmm. and I, I'm assuming you passed yes I did <laughs> although if I were to go back now yeah. and have the chance to do uni all over again um, I would major, so in America you can like do a, a major, you can focus on a subject for like your entire four year study. Because like typically liberal arts colleges or universities over there, they're like four years. Um, oh, okay. And so. Is that because the first year you do like a foundation year? Basically. Where you do a taster of every different subject. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. But it's not just a taster. It's like you need to do not just one class in say philosophy, you need to take about three classes in it. Oh, okay. And depending on what kind of university you go to, they'll have different courses that they want you to pass and have taken all those courses in before you graduate. So for me, I went to a Jesuit Roman Catholic University for my undergrad, and there I had to take philosophy and like English lit or American lit or earth science and mathematics and you know various <laughs> degrees of history. And, did, oh my and, God. and how do you feel about that then? Because it's like, well, hang on, though, I just want to do. Yeah, um, I think there's pluses and minuses. Yeah. I think it's good that I was exposed to those different, you know, like yeah. religious studies and philosophy and things. Yeah. But at the same time, I think just one class would have been enough for me. You know, I clearly I wasn't interested in it. I mean, I did one paper on why Baptists suck. You know, <laughs> at this, so I mean, apologies to any Baptist listeners out there. Um, but yeah, it's good for the exposure, and the idea is to make your students, you know, come out of uni, yes, to be well-rounded individuals. You know, they encourage us. The Jesuits always encourage us students to ask questions, to not just accept what's being thrown in front of you, which I think is a good lesson for anyone. Critical thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much they teach that at school level. But it certainly needs to be taught yeah. because anything you question. Yeah, question it, even if you come yeah. to the same conclusion that you had, yes. but at least you've examined it. And obviously, if you yes. can do it fairly and you know balanced, then that's a good thing. But um, and in yeah. history, they'll always ask you, "What's your source?" 
Yes. If they don't believe you, then that's fine. In yeah. any academic setting, any paper, yeah. you've got to be able to back up what you're saying. Well, that's what I found. Cause that's I, academia I, for Yeah, you. I did an English literature degree in ah, Sussex. Okay. Yeah, cause, because, I, and I went as a, as a mm. mature student. I went cool. when I was 23, I think, or 21, 22. Can't remember. I was in uni until yeah. like 22. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah you're fine. And, and what I found was, um, w- so there was, I think, I don't know if it was, mm. if it's all universities I did, but mm-hmm. our one, we did a, you did a major, so oh. I did English literature. Mm-hmm. But you also, so had to do a minor, ah. and it diff- it could it could differ. You could have an, an option each sort of couple of terms or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just found I loved doing mm-hmm. the philosophy. Oh, yeah, okay. I love philosophy because what I found was you would have liked my uni. Well, there you go. Yeah. Because philosophy, I could bring philosophy into English literature, mm-hmm. and I could bring English literature into totally. philosophy and back each other up. Yeah. And like like you said with history, everything had to be backed up. And yes. I remember studying Jane Austen. Ah. And one of the first sort of tutorials. Are you a fan? Well, not really. Oh, I'm a fan. <laughs> not not the books. Hail it's funny. Hail to all Jane Austen yeah, people. Like, love it, like love it. I can't like the films, but the books. Oh, I struggle. no. But a lot of people struggle. Yeah, and I remember writing my first essay and then and then handing it in and then, you know, we would discuss it with the tutor. And I, I remember saying that, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I just said, yeah, I just, Jane Austen's rubbish or something oh, like no. that. Oh, no. Oh, and the tutor went, well, this will be a fun term because, yes. because I'm actually the head of the Jane Austen Worldwide Society oh, or something. No. <laughs> oh, God. But to be fair oh, to him, goodness. I've forgotten his name, wherever you are. Yeah. If you're listening, sorry. Yeah, well, kind of, but, but he was fine as long as I backed up my argument. Okay, he was fair. Yeah. Enough. you can just say it was rubbish and leave it at that. Yeah, you had to back it up. That's so good. I really appreciate it. So then, so you did your history. Congratulations yes, on thank passing. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, then what happened? Oh, you um, look, got just a job? before we do that, uh, oh. you know how you said before, if you approached it like five years later, yeah. you know, it might be different. Um, for me, I would now have done a double major so quite full on okay. maybe even have to do a fifth year of uni based on you know like what they require of students um, to do creative writing uh. and journalism yeah. So that's what you did. That's what I would want to do. That's what you'd want to do. Yeah. Back then, yeah. if you could change time. If I could change time, I would have done full tilt. Well, I don't know, maybe like history as well as a minor. Yeah. But yeah, because like journalism, it so would have helped me out now with jobs, because that's yeah. what I do yeah. professionally. Yeah. Um, and creative writing, just because, see, you know, get that little bit of training, yeah. you know, it would have been really good. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I often think that. So. Well, it's sort of thing that I, for me, creative writing degree mm-hmm. wasn't really on my radar yeah. back then. Maybe it's a bit more high profile now. Mm. Um, but back then, it you know, it had to be very much do a subject that is, I don't know, a bit more traditional. Yeah. Um, and it's meant to be transferable skills and all of that. Because I, I again, like, like you, yeah, I wanted to study the novel. I wanted mm-hmm. to sort of write. So I thought, yeah, well, okay, mm-hmm. if I do an institute degree, then we'll be breaking down the novel. We'll be looking at writing, authors, and all of that. But not really knowing that actually there's a there's a better course which would have been creative writing. So obviously I've done a few courses over mm. the years. But but sure. I think if yeah, if you, I think I probably would do the same sort of thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure there was that many back then. No, there's a lot of them out yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. There's and there's some really good schools with like excellent reputations yeah. doing them now. You know? yeah. It's really and, good. And also what I find, I mean, we can talk about this in the third part of oh. the podcast. But I was just going to say that, <laughs> that sometimes I find when you go on the courses, yeah. you then have contacts and yeah. networking yes. that, that you don't necessarily have if you're just plugging away at home. Yeah. You know, sort of learning from books or whatever. Sure. So so yeah. So so did you then? 
come to England mm. straight away, or no. how did that happen? Um, so I wanted to do a PhD, okay. which has still never happened. Um, <laughs> boo. But I, let's see, whoops, there go my glasses. Um, I got into an MA program in history at Villanova University, which is okay. right in, well, it's like a stone's throw from Philadelphia. Right. So I jumped ship once I graduated and moved to Philly. Um, wow. Yeah. That was a big change. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. But, I mean, coming from Boston, it's why I went to uni in Nebraska. So right. Boston's on the Upper East Coast. Yeah. And Nebraska's out in the middle of the country, like right. smack in the middle. Yeah. And I, I chose that quite consciously, right. wanting to see what's another part of American yeah. life like. What's the culture like? Yeah. Do I fit in? Do I like it? Yeah, you know, yeah. I've got family in Chicago and Tennessee and, you know, Nebraska. What's yeah. out there? Yeah. Well, it turns out a lot of cornfields. But, you know, the <laughs> people are nice. Apparently. And uh, once in a while, a meth lab. But, yeah. Well, I, I know um, what you mean, because I, I, cause mm, I as I say, I, I yeah. actually went to Boston. So yeah. I, did, I did Camp America just outside Boston. So mm. I worked on the camps. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. I was 18. Mm. I did it for four summers in nice. a row. Really enjoyed it. Really wow. rewarding. I kind of, you know, grew as a person, all yeah. of that. And then, but afterwards, you, because your visa didn't run out for like two months. Yeah. You could go travelling. Oh, nice! So I went travelling, and I went to Buffalo and New oh, York wow. and Texas. Oh my god! Yeah, I went all over the place. But what I was amazed at, and I, I, yeah. I don't really, I don't think I appreciated it, um, you know, before I went to America, yeah. is that it's so huge. It's massive. I think England alone yeah. fits into Texas five times. I don't know. Yeah, I think that was a What's stat. Your source? That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some old dusty book. Yeah, there we go. Sitting in the classroom. Quote but that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but also, I was just astonished that yeah, actually, each state is like its own country. Yeah. It has. They have their own rules. They have their own culture. Their own talks. And, uh, yeah, their own talk and their own mm-hmm. way of going about things. And I just didn't really appreciate that. And it's not until you cross over and you go into different territories and their own political, you know, views that I actually thought, wow, that's completely different. Yeah. But then again, I guess I was 18, so I didn't really know that that's sort of the same in England, but on mm. a lesser scale, obviously. Sure. You know, and especially we've got like a, a slight north-south divide. Yeah. Um, where there's different customs and different things okay. going on. Different accents too. <laughs> Such a range of accents. It's amazing. How do you get on with that? Um, I love English accents, but it is quite an eye-opening experience where it's like, you know, you grow up in the States thinking that all Englishmen are like Hugh Grant yep. in all these wonderful Jane Austen-like films and all these <laughs> Notting Hill and all that. And then you come here, it's like, oh, okay. yeah, not quite. Did there are some too. exactly. I mean, you know, you're one of the lovely ones. Oh well, thank you but very much. Yeah, not everyone is as lovely as you. Let's yeah, put it well, that way. but that but that is a very good point because well, they've all got good accents. All, yeah, but 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 I found that with America because because mm. you have a stereotype. We're obnoxious too. Yeah, but that was kind of what I I thought, and I, I don't know where I got this from. Obviously, telly or mm. wherever you know when you're a kid. Um, and I guess it is just the culture because the only mm-hmm. American thing I was exposed to was, you know, American TV like the A sure. team. Oh, you okay. Know, um, I can't oh, remember me, now. Simpsons. And Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, I think when I was growing up, the Simpsons weren't. I oh, know they were. I think when I was about fourteen, they yeah. came out. But yeah, so it's all just American shows. So you mm-hmm. don't. So that's kind of what your opinion is. Yeah. And it's not until you actually visit the and 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 it, there was a big. I don't know where this came from, but you mm-hmm. know, Americans are stupid, and I and I yeah. and I sort of. 
I don't know if I necessarily bought into that, but that was my perception. But then when I went over there, yeah. and like you, you kind of go, oh, actually, no. no. <laughs> it's just like it's back just home. People. They're just people. Yeah. There are some stupid people. Yeah. There are some stupid people in any country. Yes. There are some you know, clever people. Mm-hmm. There are some funny people. And, and, yeah. and that's the really beautiful thing, I think, when you do travel. Mm. It really does broaden your horizons, yeah. doesn't it? And, and from a writing point of view... Mm-hmm. You then, you know, you can, if you certainly if you get in different cultures, because then you can, especially if it's fantasy, because then you can just oh, totally. attribute that to, you know, like a race of people. Yeah. Um, okay, so cool. Mm. So so you came over here. Oh, yes. After, yeah. So, no, sorry, so I yeah. moved to Philadelphia. No, yeah, not, <laughs> not quite. Not um, went to Philadelphia, yeah. did a two year master's, discovered that I loved, I wanted to do a PhD, loved history, but really loved medieval history. Right. Even though they, my teachers told me there are no jobs in it, no jobs <laughs> at all. What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, but I wanted to do it. And during that time, I was working in a museum. So uh, dipping my toe into cool. like curatorial work and yeah, working yeah. for museums, that yeah. was super fun. Yeah, that loved was it. Interesting yeah. As well. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't tell my parents but I applied to UCL's medieval studies program and it's just like a one year hardcore program wow. and it was the best decision I've ever wow. done really that's um, good so you, so you yeah. really followed your heart there because totally. you were getting told against it there's no jobs <laughs> and they were right there really are a few jobs <laughs> yeah. but it didn't stop me and I didn't tell my parents until I got into the program and they were like first day, oh. <laughs> first day you're like going hello right. yeah I'm Hi. on campus yeah, they were like, they were excited for me, but at the same time, they were kind of like, "What are you doing? Yeah. You went to uni like three thousand miles away from us in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, You've yeah. moved slightly closer to home, but not really. You know, still in the East Coast, but not in Massachusetts. Now you're in Philly, and now you're thinking of moving to the UK. Right. What are you doing? They're like, "Is it us? What's wrong?" <laughs> yeah. oh, um, bless and it's them. like, no, they just raised my brother and I to be really like open-minded and world travelers and get yeah. wanderlust you know go out there i was going to say that's there. a reflection of a good upbringing yeah, isn't it because you so. have felt i don't know secure enough and safe enough and yeah. loved enough to leave the home Definitely. and to travel far you know further yeah. away than just you know around the corner yeah and to explore and to actually follow your heart completely which is a very it is a, it can be a very difficult thing it can bite you in the ass it can yeah. bite you in the ass <laughs> it's all right yeah well, i've done that in the last 10 years there we go yeah. <laughs> but but mm. but i do think there is that you do have mm-hmm. to follow your passions even yeah. if you know, like and you in the yeah, but, but then it's sort of like, yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily change anything that I've done. No. You know, because it's almost like, well, okay, so, you know, define what success means. Because if you, you could, you could say, you could get a job when you're 16. Mm-hmm. Sure. You could, you know, obviously get, get a steady pay rise each mm-hmm. year and you could, uh, you know, get promoted mm-hmm. and by the time that you're 40, you know, you're earning lots of money or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you've hated that job all yeah. of your life, Surely, surely you're going to be miserable as yeah. sin. You could be surely. doing something else that yeah. you actually enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't necessarily get paid a lot or whatever, yeah. if you can make, somehow make it work, mm-hmm. I always say go for it. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so when, so when you did the... Mm. 
medieval studies. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Imagine like going to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. That's really what it was like. I took a class in medieval magic, <laughs> and it was awesome. Fantastic. It was amazing. It was brilliant. so cool. Yeah. I learned that there are different types of Latin. Like, did you know that oh. there's classical Latin, and then there's medieval Latin, I I and then there's like modern Latin. Yeah. So yeah. I had to learn medieval I've Latin. Oh, I had to do like essays about medieval Latin. <laughs> yeah, I quickly forgot it all because it was like so intense a program. You only had enough time to cram for the next day, yeah, and yeah, that was it. But you learned how, like, we learned dating, not right, as you'd okay. think of modern dating. It was dating where, like, you they train you to look at a medieval manuscript uh -huh. and then look at the handwriting and be able to judge how old it is. Wow. Be able to look at any just from the handwriting. Just from the handwriting. Okay. Be able to look at any medieval book, page, whatever, and to be able to have one look and be like, oh yeah, that's from 1350s. Yep, right. that's from this script. Wow. I can tell that's it's like illuminated. A, yeah, it's like a party trick. It is so cool. <laughs> it is brilliant. If I'd known that, I would have oh. got a series of manuscripts lined up in front of you. Be like, right. <laughs> yeah, tell me. How old's this? Yeah. How old's that? Can, oh, can you're off in 50 years. I think we've stumbled upon a quiz there. Oh yeah. Oh God, no. <laughs> For oh, TV, no. a very know, niche right? quiz. Yes. <laughs> Only Test three. your historical <laughs> skills. Yeah, exactly. I know. Only five people can play it. I know. So, so from that, you mm. then just thought, you know what? I kind of need to be in a place that is that has lived through the medieval era. That's the thing. If you're going to study medieval history, right. you kind of want to be where it happened. So, um, so you yeah, I wanted. It over here. <laughs> I did. I um, so I got into the UCL's medieval studies program. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what the school was or its reputation. Apparently, yeah. it's a good one. So that's nice. Okay. I had no good. clue. Yeah. Um, I finished that, and that was like the best program I've ever taken in my life. Brilliant. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Um, and then. I got into the MPhil PhD program at Birkbeck. Okay. And there it was a struggle. Um, so for anyone who actually knows about academia or PhD programs, mm -hmm. in the States it's typically that you're in a PhD program for about 10 years. Wow. You're yeah, doing, like yeah, so you're yeah. doing like yeah. a lot of years essentially being like a professor's TA, a yeah. graduate student where you do any research things they need yeah. you're yeah. doing you know you're taking care of their classes you're helping out their students and then toward the end of it you get to do your own yeah, historical yeah. research but by that time I that mean honestly like le uh, free labor God, to me, you know? well that's what a lot of people say In and by the way you're paying boatloads of money oh, of to do it yeah, you'd be paying. Yeah. yeah so by the time that I would say get out I'd be in my mid-30s with no real job experience and that but with a PhD yeah, yeah, right yeah, as opposed tricky. to the UK where your PhD PhD program, sorry, is about four to five years, oh, it's and it's then. only you doing your own research. Uh, That's it. Okay. You might be able to do a little bit of TA yeah, stuff, maybe, depending on yeah. the professor. Yeah, but that's not but expected. It's not necessarily uh, expected. Yeah, two years in, you'll have kind of like your, I don't know, um, appraisal, let's say, where yeah. they assess your work, assess the program, assess where you are, and decide if what you're doing is suitable for a PhD. And for me, they decided it wasn't, very sadly. Oh, yep, no. they decided that it wasn't, I really struggled with this program. Wow. Yeah, it's really, and I was one of the students that like lived, breathed, yeah. smoked, drank history. And wow. they were like, look, it's just not original enough for a PhD. And that's two and a half years in. And so wow. I was facing that point where, you know, I was unemployed, working part time, mm -hmm. and... And this was 
in, in America? No, in this here? is here. This was over here. This is yeah. here. I was living in Hartford at that time. And, right. um, Wait, which uni was that there? Mm, this is Birkbeck. Oh, Bir- right. Sorry, so, you did say, yeah. Yeah, no, you're fine. Oh, so Birkbeck oh. is really good. So that good. must have been devastating. We're out trying to relive no, it. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> it's taken enough time and years now. I'm okay <laughs> yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was working part-time at shitty restaurants, and I was, you know, by day, spending my time in libraries and yeah, trying to yeah. research and vainly trying to come up with something yeah, for this yeah. PhD program. Pro, well, project program. I've had yeah. too much alcohol. Um, <laughs> and at the end of it, they were just like, look, it's just not original enough. It's an MPhil. So I can either wow. quit the program, I can, but that would mean I'm a quitter and I've wasted all those years and time and money. God, because oh, let's so don't yeah, forget overseas student fees, oh, more yeah. than 10000 a year. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Especially back then, because oh, we weren't really sucks. paying. It was right at around the yeah, same time the same where they were time. considering right. upping the student fees. Um, and on top of that, you know, living in London. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I decided, you know what, I'm not a quitter. I'm at least going to finish this degree because, so yeah. for those people who don't know, an MPhil is kind of, it's considered higher level than a master's degree. Yeah. So I've got two master's degrees. Okay. You know, the one from Villanova and yeah. then one from Medieval Studies from yeah. UCL. Yeah. So I've also got an MPhil, which is considered to be a research degree, higher level than a master's. But below a PhD. a PhD, and there's a negative connotation to it, which really sucks. Where it's like, if you're doing your PhD and you give your FIVA, you know, you yeah. defend your, yeah. your thesis, yeah. and it's not considered good enough, yeah. and you essentially fail it, you're awarded an MPhil. So there's that so negative. There's a little bit of it's kind of like the conciliatory prize yeah. of like it's the booby prize of you know oh you did a lot of research <laughs> but you're just not quite good enough. Oh, so sucks to be you. Yeah, but you're better than the masters. So, yeah. So but I'd, well, here's I'd put the other that, thing: no one knows on what an MPhil is. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. People I was know what say, a master's I've not is. <laughs> exactly. No one outside of academia really yeah. knows what it is. Could so you it's rebrand like, it? Great. No. Change it? <laughs> no. No one wants so it. They're just like, oh god. A better than a master. They might not talk about it. Some people are really proud of it, and I should be. Well, in a you way, know, though, but if it's a, if it has got a painful experience it attached really to it, really does. It's almost like you yeah. don't really want to talk about. Like I got it's quite painful. Well, I yeah. got a two two uh, for my degree, and you know you didn't it, fail. I didn't fail, no. But but I was one percent off a two one. Oh man. Yeah, and and god. stupidly, I didn't uh, I didn't appeal it. Yeah. I kind of didn't really know you could oh, appeal it. Oh <laughs> god. Oh no. And I think yeah, so it was one percent, and I might yeah. have got it. I don't oh, know. Man. But I just thought, you know what? No, I'm owning that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That I've is got a your degree. Team too. That was, uh, and I thought, I, you know, because it's always going to be somebody that's cleverer yeah. than me, that's, yeah. you know, better than me, all There's of that. There's always a zillion. And it, yeah, and it that. is just about your and journey and your experience. <laughs> yeah, it did a little bit, but I just thought. That's why we drink. <laughs> yeah, drink and eat chocolate. Yes. Um, oh, okay. So I'll mm. tell you what we'll do. Okay. Talking of that, we will mm. go and have a little break. Sounds good. We'll go and drown our sorrows uh, with, with um, Lots maybe of yeah, one, Lots one of or three pints. And uh, we'll have another word from our sponsor. We'll be back soon. For a wizard night out, visit Camelot Nightclub, now under new management. Leave your swords at the door and head for the dance floor. Welcome back, welcome back. Yes, with me today, or tonight, I should say, is Dark Outside. Yes, we are in the White Horse Pub in Hartford, it's one of my favourite pubs. It, it actually has a roaring fire. Ooh. It is. It's a real live uh, oh, wow. fire, isn't it? Did you not notice that? No. I kind of forgot. Well, my view's like hidden oh, yeah. by the wall. But yeah. But that's what I love that about nice. this building. It is, I think it's wow. 400 years old. Really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So we are cool. in the right place for wow. somebody that has a medieval that's awesome. studies degree. Wow. Also, you have... 
written a book, haven't you? You've I got have. a book published. I have. It Woo. is called Wolf's Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Pick it up. The Witcher Hunter Tales. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you that know, I do a YouTube channel that I couldn't quite say at the beginning of the show <laughs> called The Bottled Imp. And I have reviewed this. So if you want to check out that review, go to our YouTube channel, which is The Bottled Imp. And you can uh, see, I think the review is about 15 minutes. So if that's 15 minutes of your life that you would like to spend watching me yeah. talking about Wolf's Blood, I thoroughly recommend it. Check it out. So check it out, yeah, exactly. Good, yeah, good at this, good promotion stuff. Um, yeah, so what I was going to say is that, so, uh, so you've done a lot of studying. Mm -hmm. So were you creatively writing at the same time or did that come after you were? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I was in the middle of my MPhil. And I, for my MPhil, I researched 16th century. English medical remedies in oh, yes. medieval manuscripts you and printed books. Me. So yeah. I was spending my days, you know, going to libraries like the British Library, where they've got a manuscripts room where you get to like actually read, you know, mm. the 16th century That's books. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it takes me about two weeks studying a manuscript and the tiny, tiny, tiny little handwriting to oh, for yeah. it to start to make sense yeah, yeah. and for you to be able to read it and get a, an idea for who this person was that was writing it. So while yeah. this is going on, and I'm freaking out because, you know, I'm a failure at life, um, oh. I, NaNoWriMo comes around. So NaNoWriMo, or NaNoWriMo, however people call it, is yeah. it stands for National Novel Writing Month. Oh, and it's now. Yes, it's, it's November, now. It's it? November. Yes. yes. I, did, so, I didn't know what it stood for. Yeah. yeah no, I've seen that. Yeah. I know. You'll see it like all over mm. social media and Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Basically, it's yeah. an online challenge, a worldwide challenge for anyone that wants to turn their hand to writing. And it's a challenge to get you to write 50,000 words in a month. Is it 50,000? 50, 50,000. Wow. You I can write, so, I'm a fish, so, all that, but, you know, some people some, do. Well, somebody, uh, somebody's got it wrong then, because mm. I saw a place where it was 30,000. They've been changing it. Oh. But the original version... So yeah. you've hardcore... Yeah, the original 50, was 50,000 yeah. words. Which is sort there of like... smaller versions now. That's like yeah. half a novel, is it? Um, it depends it on the field. It depends right. on the genre. Okay. So for, so, for instance, my publisher said, look... For a fantasy novel, mm -hmm. it's typically around 80,000, 90,000 words. Yeah, for this one, I think it's like 65,000, 70,000. Right, okay. Something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, I think it differs per genre. Right, okay. Because I do know, well, I guess, yeah, I do remember yeah. Because you can have like this, big yeah. epics and stuff, and yeah. they're like 400 pages or yeah. 600 or more, and you're like, that oh my god, pages. I'm not gonna read that. Like, yeah, but I really like some of those, yeah, because I used I, to love those. Yeah, it's like, um, mm. the way I akin it now is that mm -hmm. the it's like Netflix when they do like a 10 mm. part story like Game of Thrones, yeah, they can really get into the characters. Mm. Whereas if they've done that as an hour and a half film, mm -hmm. you know, there's not enough time because it's such an epic story. But mm. the one of my favorite big books like that is The Pillars of the Earth by oh. Ken Follett. Oh. Set in medieval times. Yes, it's not exactly I've not fantasy. read it. Oh, it's good. It's a saga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh, I really cool. enjoy it. the first fifty pages. Yeah, a little bit touch and go on the writing. Okay. So if that if the writing, you know, yeah. I know people that have gone, no, the writing's mm, not brilliant. I say, okay. no, no, get past the fifty pages. Yeah. And it settles down. Put your the time writing, in. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it and the characters are brilliant. Mm. The story is amazing. They oh, really, cool. it's really natural the way that all the characters start to intermingle. Yeah, really enjoy that. Wow. So, um, mm. yeah. So, sorry. What I was going to say no, was, no. let me just read a bit of the blurb because there's mm -hmm. a, there's a particular. Oh God, this could be no, bad. No, no, no. I love this. There's a particular hook. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and it's not a spoiler because it's on the back of the book, oh, isn't no. it? So, 
It says here, Harold Eastman is a witch hunter hired by the church to seek out uh, practitioners is that, is that practitioners? Yeah, practitioners yes. it's, it's dark in here in this book mm-hmm. practitioners of the devil but like those he hunts Harold has a secret he's desperate to hide tasked with finding the cause behind a boy's bewitched genitals sorry what? I know you know what so I, where did that idea oh, come from? oh the Malaeus Maleficarum the what? the Malaeus Maleficarum which is? which is this okay um, so <laughs> for people brilliant. who are it's into witches oh yeah. god there's this book written by what is it Henry Spengler and oh god so these two dudes in like the 1500s right in Germany they got together and they're like we hate witches we really hate witches okay Pardon me, I'm just oh, <laughs> The old burpee sign strikes right? back. Sorry. Um, and so they put together all of these stories of a book on how to like examine witches, how to try. Um, is that where it all comes yes. From? Yeah. And they had all these amazing like chapters. The third nipple or something, the devil's yes. nipple. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. what's a devil's mark? Could this woman be casting men into animal shapes and things? You know, can they call down storms and like, you know. All of that, Make that men fall in love with them. Because didn't they have like the cats? Were like, can they cha- change into cats? Familiars and all sorts of things. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, because I love witches and that kind of thing, um, I was just <laughs> thumbing through my exactly my yeah. little copy of the Malaya's Maleficarum, and I saw that. I was like, oh wow, wouldn't that be a cool idea? Can you imagine yeah. this poor young teenage boy coming to church and be like, Ray, I'm so sorry, can anyone help me? <laughs> I, my penis is gone. <laughs> it's bewitched. I've been bewitched. I mean, can you imagine a teenage boy I being know, like, I, he would be that. so embarrassed, yeah. you know? And who is he going to call? Not Ghostbusters, because they're not around. <laughs> Cockbusters. Yes. No. Or, you know, Harold the Witch Hunter, because yes, it's what he does. It's what he does. He will laugh at him, but he will help well, him out. I was going to say. It, not in a sexy way. No, yeah, not in a sexy way. No, but, that, but the thing, the, the, the thing mm. it, it's always good to have a good hook, because obviously there yeah. are lots of fancy books that are published um, each year. Yes. And it is trying to find something new within the genre, isn't it? And yeah. it's either... You know, I don't know, maybe the job they do mm-hmm. or a hook like that. Mm-hmm. So you took that, and this is what we were saying mm. earlier, isn't it? You know, that's history, it's helped mm-hmm. you out. You've got actually, yeah. that's a cool little. So, was that the germ? Had you, had you always wanted to write about a witch hunter, or did, did that spark um, the witch hunter? It sparked the witch hunter. Right. So this is in the middle of my MPhil, where I'm writing about remedies, and I'm academic writing is really dry, yeah. it's very factual. Yeah. You know, I wanted to write about body parts and the use of body parts in medical remedies, and I'm being told no, and that's a shame. And so <laughs> I, I started writing this book for my own sanity. Yeah. And yeah. it was right around the time of NaNoWriMo, uh, National Novel oh, Writing is, Month. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so I, I was I like, like, this is a perfect person. time. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I no. should know her. I know, right? Yeah. Um, and it was just at the right time. And I was wow. like, well, wouldn't that be cool to like have a witch hunter <laughs> in a town or a village be helping out a young yeah. guy who's like got a missing penis? Yeah. Because what would you do? What would so you, you can do? go looking around would for it. Would you take it seriously? Would you just would laugh you not? at it? Would you laugh yeah. at him? Um, and then set it in 14th century England. Yes. And I was living in Hartford at the time. And so, because uh, I love the town and the village and stuff, and it's beautiful, I thought, mm. well, why not set it here? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, well, so, this is it. that's what I did. I, yeah. It kept me sane. Wow, yeah, because well, really I, I, was, I was very fortunate um, mm. to be born in Hartford. Yeah. And I've lived there most of my life. And it is very, very historical. And beautiful. And beautiful. And I think, and I, think I did notice that, actually, when I went to mm. America. 
that the, the, the sense of history is is totally different. Yeah. Because because for us, we just take all this for granted. I, I think. Know. Well, and I think you appreciate it, but your sense of old is different from ours. Totally. So like totally. you know, you say that this pub is like four hundred years yeah. old, and you heard my reaction. I was like, Whoa. yeah. Well, I mean, so the town where I'm from, right, yeah. Concord, our oldest Conquer. land, Concord. Oh, Concord. Yeah. Right, so so yeah. yeah. So here's a little accent thing for you. Yeah. Anyone from the state of Massachusetts from Concord will call it like Concord, you know. Right. But we'll always be able to tell if someone's not from around there if they right. say Concord. Concord. Or you know if they have an English accent and we're red. <laughs> yeah. But you know yeah. they're really big in their history. But like for instance, their oldest landmark, right, mm. is the pub dated 1715 right I say that to an English person and they'll be like oh that's relatively new yeah that like, is pretty really, new yeah, exactly but to an American they'd be yeah. like oh wow that's yeah. awesome that's so you know and they'll just go into raptures if they know their history well I do remember going into some uh, uh, antique shops in mm. America and yeah. and I was quite <laughs> yeah. I, I had to, I was quite shocked actually because, I mean I was only 18 so I you know I, I just assumed that Youngin. well I just assumed that yeah. antique meant the same no but it didn't because it had things like Mickey Mouse sort of oh, really? badges oh and, wow and you know like and, from the 50s yeah and wow. I was thinking this this hmm. not sort of, and they were like yeah, yeah these are antiques like genuine antiques from, and, and I was thinking yeah but really? that's like my you know my dad's old and that you know yeah. it's like but 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 you know there was a few things obviously that were older. You totally just called your dad an antique. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's eighty now. He's eighty now. Yeah, yeah. Um, bless him, still going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but I did that. There was that sense of yeah, everything mm. was just new, and I yeah. and that. But that gave me a good appreciation then of my of England. Yeah. Because I thought, yeah, actually, I need to kind of explore it mm. a bit more and appreciate it a bit more, and then find out a bit more about the history. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, over the years, I've kind of, you know, looked into English history and mm. love watching documentaries about it. Cool. And, you know, and, and go to these castles. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's yeah. amazing. The castles America are wonderful. America doesn't have it. No, we love a castle. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. every day an American girl. Yeah. Take her to a castle. <laughs> she will love it. That's, oh, my God. That's what you put on your, on your Tinder I profile. I will take you to a castle. <laughs> exactly. Sign me up. Yeah. But don't be fooled, though, because I went mm. to Lincoln Castle. Oh. And the castle isn't actually there anymore. <gasps> Oh, but you've sad. still got the castle walls, and you can walk okay. all the way around them. See? But there, yeah, and there is a Victorian uh, prison. So awesome. They built a prison there because initially oh, there wow. was a prison there. Yeah, okay. and then they expanded it and what knocked that down, and they built their own prison. Oh wow! And that was really fascinating mm. as well. And there was actually, I think, one of the only few existing. Um, what they called them chapels or prayer rooms oh right but it was solitary confinement really so what they did was it was all in a horseshoe so yeah. you, had, you had the preacher or vicar or whoever you know yeah. preaching out the front high up in the front mm-hmm. and then in a horseshoe um, you had seats but then doors either side oh, so wow. you literally sat on your own oh my god and all you could see up was over the woods, so you were cl- it was like yeah, a little yeah. mini cell, but you oh could see God. the preacher. And then obviously, if you were the first one in, yeah, at the edge, yeah, you yeah. couldn't get out. So if you had claustrophobia, that's the end oh of that God. because you couldn't get out until everybody get, got out because the doors wouldn't open until oh it was my empty. God. And it was just, but oh you, wow. it's still working. You can sit in there and you just, you know, just felt that. Yeah, well, yeah. you'd felt that sense of, you know, obviously you're not really in prison but no, you, you have no. that sense of wow this is just really okay yeah. story idea yes what if you have like a garden party there and someone gets locked in there for the and night it's a murder yes 
Exactly. So how did they get in? Exactly. How did they get in? And they're there with like a dead body. Yeah. And they're locked yeah, in. They're locked oh in. god. Yeah, exactly. Story idea. But yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So visiting these places is it's brilliant. It's fantastic. So, um, so, what, so, so that inspired you then to write um, yeah. the story and then mm-hmm. the place where you live. Mm. That, that was the other thing. I mean, obviously, because I'm from Hartford, mm. obviously I'm, I'm always interested if there's any short stories or mm. novels or anything like that that's, that's written in Hartford. Yeah. Um, I believe um, the author of Biggles wrote, he used to live in Hartford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard of Biggles? Okay, so Biggles... I what guess it's, yeah, what is Biggles? Nowadays, it's probably not that well known anyway to, to most people. I okay. think that's just my ignorance. Maybe it's very well known. I don't know. Don't but know. it was, it was, um, I believe the author, and I can't remember his name now, that he was a pilot in the Second World War, I oh, think. Wow. And he okay. then wrote a series of a, sort of adventure stories oh, for cool. boys, but kind of based on his experiences. Yeah. That's what I think from him. So I've never actually wow. read one. Yeah, but they were huge. That's they were, yeah, that's my. Well, I'm not massively interested in reading yeah. Second World War fiction. Okay. I'm quite interested in the documentaries, but not mm. the actual fiction. It's, okay. I don't know. It just didn't really do for me. But he did go mm. to the same school that I went to, oh, which wow. is Richard Hale. Cool. Yeah, which actually there is a fancy connection because. Really? Um, yeah. What's his name? The mm. guy who played mm-hmm. Ron Weasley. Ah. He went to Richard Hale. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he, lived in, he lives in Wattnet Stone. Oh, cutie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So, Hartford, Ron you know, Weasley. over the years, it's mm. not very well known. It is the county town, though. I'd just like mm-hmm. to point that out of Hartfordshire, mm-hmm. not Stevenage. Yeah, mm. let's get that right. It's Hartford. <laughs> I love Hartford. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a more historic place. There Although we go. Old, old Stevenage is nice. Yeah. Um, sorry, if you live in Stevenage. Um, it's lovely. I drive through there most days. Right, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so you then, so mm. how did you find So, you, you mm. were writing then your novel, mm-hmm. 50,000 words, yep. in a month. Yep. And you got it finished. Yep. You, you did that. And yep. then you obviously you expanded it mm-hmm. afterwards. Yes. Plus, while you were doing your studies. Yeah. Did you ever sleep? Sometimes I like an <laughs> afternoon nap. That's nice. Yeah. Well, an that's afternoon what I had. Nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite envious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. pretty good. So and mm. and and it says here. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. the Witcher Tales. Uh, sorry, the Witch Hunter Tales. Mm-hmm. So these are a series of books. Yes. Series of books. So and how many have you planned out? Okay. So let's see. My publisher. Um, so I'm. My publisher is Az- Azure. A Z U R E. Yeah, I think it's Azure. Um, Azure. However you say it. Um, Azure Spider Press. I don't know, but um, they're an American publisher. They're an imprint of a bigger publisher whose name I forget. Um, and yeah. Um, find out. They liked my first book, um, and then within two weeks, they approached me and said, hey, we think this would be really good as a series. Would you be interested to write us books two, three, and four? Excellent. And I was like, hells yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, and one thing led to another, and I was like, yeah, awesome. Send me a contract. Cool. And so, Excellent. Yeah. And so, have you planned mm. all the four, the five books out? Have you planned no. all of them out? No, no. you plan the next one out. Yes. So the next one is written. Yeah. Um, it's going through final edits now, mm-hmm. and yeah, hopefully it will come out next year. I think it was going to come out in March, but I think things have gotten pushed back. It's and also, I don't really want to come out in March because that's when the new Hillary Mantel book is supposed to come out, uh, and I don't want it fighting against that. See, so, that's interesting. I yeah. About that. like, yeah. Like, like scheduling against other books. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. yeah. Well, mm. well, then fingers crossed for the delay. Yeah. 
And so, and then, so what's your writing process then? So you, you, you must be very disciplined then to go, right, I, do you have a word count? Or um, so I've really right? changed and I think developed over the course of like the past few years mm. where I'm a different writer now to where I was when I first wrote Wolf's Blood. So Wolf's Blood, I was known as a pantser where you, yes. you write by the sea to your pants. I've just learned that term. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's a good one where it's yeah. pretty much, and I love this, you're staring at the blank page, mm. and it's an open, empty canvas, and you're just like, go, yeah. start writing. You've got no plan, no outline, no yeah. idea. You're just writing, and that yeah. to me was perfect. It was beautiful. I think Stephen great. King did that with The Dark Tower. Really? Yeah, I think he just started oh, wow. writing it. He didn't really have much of an idea, yeah. he just started writing you it. You just yeah. go with the yeah, little yeah. kernel, and you're like, I'd like to write about a witch hunter if yeah. it helps a boy from missing penis. Yeah. Go. <laughs> and that was it, you know. But I won't ask about the research. On no, that. no, no, no. Malaya Malafacar. That was it. G I Google promise. that. Nothing <laughs> else involved. No dodginess. Um, oh, that's good. So, hmm. so, so you would, so you would just go with the flow. Yeah. But now, now, you've changed. Yeah. So now, I think it's having to do with the pressure of a deadline, right. and knowing that you know I'm contracted to give my publisher the next book in its finished final form, ready to go, like in yeah. autumn so right. it's kind of got to be You've done just got to do it yeah um, so I'm making like last minute edits right now yeah. like today at work um, and then yeah well, I'm going to give it to her well no before work yeah, yeah. Yes, during my yep. lunch hour yes, lunch hour and breaks yes obviously. of course <laughs> sorry um, but no actually I've had to become really regimented with that yeah, and really yeah. disciplined as you say so like I roll into work at 8.30 and then from 8.30 to 9 o'clock I'm either making my colleagues tea and coffee or, but I get annoyed because it cuts into my writing time. Yeah. Or I'm Don't editing that. that like second to last chapter of my book. Yeah. And then same thing during my lunch hour. I eat 30 minutes and then I go sit back down at my computer, headphones on, and then I'm editing. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And so, so when you plan, so how have you found planning mm. then? Was that did mm. that come naturally to you then? Or no, no, I've okay. had to get a lot more organized yeah. with that. So yeah. especially the second one, so mm. the sequel to Wolf's Blood. Um, I've had to figure out, right, so where do I want to go from here? I've got, I, I know that I want to write about, well, let's put it bluntly, um, whores in London. <laughs> and the setting okay. is still 14th century London. Yeah, good. So, well, rather 14th century, but I knew London, I wanted to write about prostitutes, still the same time period, yeah. and have Harold the Witch Hunter involved. Okay, so I know there's yeah. got to be a few key things. There's got to be witchcraft involved, yeah. otherwise he wouldn't get interested he at all. He wouldn't get called in, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's got to be some kind of witchcraft theme. There's got to be prostitutes, which, but that means I need to start researching 14th century prostitutes. Yeah. Where were they living? What did they dress like? Yeah. What did they talk like? What did they look like? You know, yeah. what, they, what would they charge? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All that kind of thing. What did they charge? Um, uh, very, not very much. Not very much. <laughs> not very much at all. Six pence. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, like about 6p. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. sometimes two or three. Yeah. Um, but you've got, you know, groups where there's like, oh, again, I, I'm going to be really coarse. I'm sorry. Go for it. Um, You're an American. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, but there's streets called Grope Cunt Lane. Yes. Like that's an yeah. actual yeah, street, yeah. you know, and no, Cox yeah. Lane. And yeah. it's like, oh my God. Yeah. And then people may have already heard about the Winchester Geese. Uh, where, okay, oh. so Bishop of Winchester, he had his own essentially like, not a harem, but yes. like he controlled a few of the um, stew houses. Yeah. Where, you know, not all the stew houses where mm. people go for like public baths, they were all like brothels, but some of them certainly some, weren't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had his own essential. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and it ran through all strata of society. Yeah. You know, high society. Totally. It was just kind of part of the fabric, wasn't yeah. it? 
Yeah, and in the, let's see, I think it was 1200s, um, the king tried to regulate it, and he did a little bit. So, like, there would be people that would go in about every week or so, and they would make sure that everyone's clean. Are they paying oh, their taxes? Okay. Are they paying their fees? You know, they yeah, might take a little bit off the side to keep them. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because you, mm. I, I'm, I'm somebody that, I don't know, maybe I'm just a very naive sort of person, but... Mm-hmm. I just somebody that, that mm-hmm. really doesn't like corruption, Aww. very you know justice orientated, very honest mm-hmm. as much as I can be, all of that. Yeah. So I kind of have that view that mm-hmm. that everyone else is should be yeah, law abiding yeah, and nice and, and normal. Yeah, and, yeah, and no. it's not. Doesn't make for good stories. No, and well, no, that's true. <laughs> maybe that's why I write them because no, it's like I wouldn't. I can't do that myself, yeah. so maybe I'm kind of living that, but through there knowing that I'm not going to exactly. get into trouble or corrupt my own soul. Yeah. But um, yeah, but but mm. but you, but I've always, you know, it, it took me a long time to mm. realise that, mm-hmm. you know, officialdom is corrupt or can be corrupt. It can be. Yeah, and I, you know, I think, you know, I don't know when I first found that out, but I mm. just remember being shocked by that and mm. being quite upset. Actually, it did quite oh, no. affect me. Yeah, it did affect me oh, because I God. thought. Well, if they're up to it, yeah. what hope have we got then? And and, yeah. and it was it was they're the supposed to be the leaders exactly. and be the example. And, and it's the duplicity of it yeah. and the hypocrisy. It's yeah. like then you know at least you know I'd almost prefer it mm. if, if you know if people were honest about it then mm-hmm. and go well look this is why you know I'm, I prefer that. I'm a king, but I like my horse. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like well okay at least mm. being honest. I don't yeah. you know because maybe it's because I don't like deceitfulness. Mm. Oh. And it, and it, and it, but but then but especially if you hold a position of power, mm-hmm. because then obviously if yeah. you're corrupt, you can start corrupting others mm-hmm. and have that sort of horrible mm-hmm. influence, you know. And, and that obviously still goes on today. Mm. But I think that's where, um, I guess, all these stories in all the genres that we have, the common theme is people, isn't it? And nobody's really changed over the years, have they? We're we're still, I would reckon, we're still the sort of same sort of people Mm -hmm. that we are now than we were 400 years ago. Yeah, you know, there's still corruption. There's still people being nice. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah, expectations. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think you know, the emotions are certainly still the same. People still get jealous. People still get yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so well, that sounds really exciting. Mm. Have you got a title? Can we have an exclusive or no? Sure. Okay. The, okay. Uh, what would the you title. Like to know? Well, the title okay. of the, the next one. Oh, right? I don't actually know the title oh, yet. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Sorry. Right. So if you can think of a title, yeah, if let anyone me know. Can, yes. <laughs> yeah. So actually, that's a good point. How do you? How did you pick the title of, of Wolf's Blood then? Um, I well, for me, it's a theme in Wolf's Blood for sure, and one that's still in my sequel um, is the idea of taint. And so being tainted by oh, something. Yes. Yeah, if yeah. you read in yeah. if you read in the book, yeah, don't give any spoilers. Away, yeah, but yeah, there's just the issue of are are people tainted? Are you tainted by association? Are you tainted right. by the things you touch? Yeah, you yeah. know, are things like filled with an unholy essence just because of where they come from or what they are? And that's something I, I play around with a lot. Um, but the book Wolf's Blood, I mean, obviously it talks about wolves because that'd be a yes. really shitty title if it didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, but it just seemed like the right thing because I talk about um, lycanthropy, you know, turning yes. into werewolves yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I play with those themes. Um, but I also set it in the time frame of 14th century village, yeah. you know, and uh, like what it, where there's rumors of wolves yeah. and witchcraft well, and people freaking genuinely out. Genuinely believed, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So what do you do if you've got a witch hunter who has a secret? Yes. Da, exactly. da, da. Da, da, da. Yeah. The mystery unfolds. Indeed. So you'll have to read the book. So, um, 
Yeah, so, so in terms yeah. of ideas then, mm. so you get mo- a lot of your ideas from history. Yes. Do you get any ideas just kind of walking around? Oh, like, definitely. Yeah? yeah. Do they just pop into your head? And, and yeah. how do you cope with them? Do you just try and remember them or have you got a notebook? Because I've got like a little notebook. Both. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm the perfect, I think any author is a great person to shop for for like holidays, <laughs> like Christmas, birthday, anything. Exactly. But, but are you very particular yeah. about notebooks? No, no, just oh. give me a notebook. Okay, because I oh, really like... Oh, you're particular? Like, yeah, oh, okay, all right. I've got, like, stacks of tons of notebooks okay. that people give me all the time. All right, tell me, what do you have? <laughs> well, I, I like ones that are quite sort of... <laughs> sounds really sad. Oh, no, let's They're hear it. just sort of medieval in Ooh. feel, like, you know... Um, actually, yeah. I'd forgotten to bring it. Oh, no. Well, I had lots of other stuff to bring. Oh. But, um, yeah, otherwise I'll show you. But it's, uh, like, the one I've, I'm currently using at the moment, it's got, like, a tree of life, you know, oh, like wow. the tree of life on it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and it's sort of, you know, got a leather... Yeah. And that, that was uh, a gift. Though. Um, I love those. Yeah, and it has it has like a little wrap around. Oh, I've got leather. one like that. Yeah, it's exactly, really you know, nice. Yeah. So, and yeah. I've been using that for a while, and and I, I don't know, mm. I don't know. It's just one of those things I do quite like um, aesthetics of things, ah. and I think that's why I'm attracted to the medieval period. Mm. Because for me, neon lights and modern, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me for no. some reason. I really like natural things like yeah. slate, stone, yeah. wood, plaster, you know, like, yeah, swords, exactly, Hello. steel. Although not swords, obviously, at sure. me, yeah. But, yeah. Well, no. Yeah, but all of that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and there does seem to be a sense of um, craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. I love the craftsmanship in medieval times because, yeah. you know, things... Well, there was no mass production, was mm, there? It, no. was, it was all hand done. Mm-hmm. Therefore, every single item that was made, even if it was mm-hmm. to a template, yeah. still had each quirk, which is like why I like doing the mm-hmm. theme tune line. That's cool. Because it all goes wrong every week. That's all right. <laughs> every time I do it's it. It's still cool. <laughs> yeah, but, but, it, but it just shows that it's, it's, it's a living thing in yeah. itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of... I don't know if I'm going mm. mad or anything, but when I no. pick up old objects, I kind of feel like I sense who had it before and I can start imagining that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I love love all of that. Mm. So, um, yes. So, so, and are you working on any other series? Have you yes. Because I kind of had the feeling that yeah. you're kind of somebody that works on multiple books at yes. the same time. That's very true. Yeah. So it's November, which means it's mm. NaNoWriMo again. Of course. Yeah, which means... I should be writing book number three of the Wolf's Blood okay. series, but I'm not. Oh, um, sorry, okay. Victoria, if you're hearing this. <laughs> um, but Victoria's my publisher. So, yeah, I, so what I did, I wanted to write about witches again, mm-hmm. but in the modern period. And oh, what I yeah. was looking at was manuscript wish list. Do you okay. know about this? I don't know. Okay, that. so on it's both a website and a hashtag on Twitter. Okay. So if you we'll talk about the hashtag. Yeah. If you go on Twitter and you type in the hashtag MSWL for manuscript wish list, yep. you'll see all the latest tweets by industry professionals in mm-hmm. the field of writing. So editors, agents, publishers, where they list all of the topics they want to be submitted uh, to them in their right. slush piles. Yeah. 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 And oh, so I good. was doing a search for that and then witches. And then, oh, okay, so what would be cool to write about? What do people want to be reading about? Oh, yeah. okay. And so I started to come up with ideas and a list of things that would be really fun. So now I've started writing about modern-day witches. Okay, so yeah. that's an interesting approach because... And it's different because the, yeah. it's targeted at a young adult audience. Right. I could not figure out why there's such demand for young adult books, but there's a massive demand for it right now. It's yeah. huge. So I, I thought, give it a whirl. Yeah, I think it always has been in some respects. Mm. Certainly over the last 20 years, all of that mm-hmm. in that, that area has grown. Yeah. But it's a sort of coming of age stories, aren't they? It can be. And I think yeah. that's 
you know that's very appealing because we all go through that yeah. and I think you know um, I've not read them or seen mm-hmm. the films but apparently mm-hmm. the Twilight oh I've read and coming, seen yeah. all the films and yeah. is that coming of age is that um, I, mm. sort of growing up and learning about love um, and relationships l- learning about love definitely yeah. I think for any teenager coming of age can mean different things yes it yes, can you know they can come of age through a developing relationship with their family or through something that happens at school or, you know, with a football team or through relationships with their, you know, teenage love at the time. Yeah. Um, Twilight, the series, while I'm definitely Team Edward all the way because vampires are cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Right, about wolves. Oh, I do. What? Yeah, but dude, okay, oh, okay, obviously, so this if I could be a vampire, oh, okay. cool, okay, dude, werewolf versus, versus vampire. Yeah, I guess Think you can fly it. if you're a vampire. Well, you? potentially. Yeah. Or you can define what your own vampire world and characters would be like. Yeah. But in Twilight, or as people call it, Twiglet, Twiglet you know, yeah. they're sparkly if they appear in sunlight they're very pale they're very tough yeah. and cold and maybe I'm they drink a, blood maybe I'm a vampire because I am very pale there we go that could be it maybe I you're didn't realise there's yeah, kind of I mean, pale people here <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know that werewolves are just kind of hairy and they're hairy bushy. there's nothing wrong with yeah, that be, no. yeah, don't you like a hairy no. back ew <laughs> that sounds really gross <laughs> I'll have to ask my husband maybe <laughs> we should take a break okay. at that point and I'm but just going to go off to shave my hairy back <laughs> ew and we'll be back after our <laughs> next sponsors. <laughs> that is so gross. Don't have a black night, have a boogie night at Camelot Nightclub. Thursdays are ladies' nights. Welcome back, welcome back. Yes, we are with E.L. Johnson, who is the author, yes, fancy author. She has a book out, Wolf's Blood, and hopefully, fingers crossed, next year there'll be the sequel to the book. It is part of a, um, what is it, a quadruple, a quadrupler. Yeah, if there's a cool way to say that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, four book series so yeah. far. If only there were writers in the room there to we know go, what right? that is. Yeah. So what we're talking about now is I mm. always like to. Um, I love the mm. you know chatting about the creative process, but mm-hmm. I also something I've neglected over the years, and mm. I'm trying to correct that mm-hmm. is the business side of writing or creativity, and trying you know getting an agent, getting a publisher, the mm-hmm. marketing. You know, should you self publish should you try and get an agent mm-hmm. so tell me your experiences because mm. you came at it in a, in a very modern way yeah why, yeah you've told me. a modern way but to go traditional yeah um, yeah so what I did I don't want to be burdened with the hassle of trying to self-publish because I think that's really difficult mm. and it's really tough yes it is and it takes <laughs> as you know yeah. um I think it takes a lot of patience and a lot of work. And the the model for self-publishing, I think, is changing quite often, mm. from what I understand. Yeah. And so what you're doing maybe a year ago won't be the same publishing model mm. for a self-published author as it would be like in a year or yeah. now or in two years. It's yeah. changing. I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to be really lazy and to just <laughs> write my novel and then pitch it to a publisher and then they'll take care of the rest of it. And then yeah. all I have to do is do some editing that they tell me to do yeah. as long as I agree with it and then go on and do my next thing. Mm. That's all I want. 
um, and so that's what I've, I've gone for, I guess. Um, so let's see. When I thought that The Witch Hunter was, it was originally entitled The Witch Hunter. Um, oh, right, yeah. But it turns out there's a lot of books yeah, entitled The Witch Hunter, yeah. like a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the video game, The Witcher, yeah, and the it's witch, like, oh yeah. my god. Which is Netflix are just doing a I know. TV series. God, yeah, I should really get Netflix. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, some really good shows. Yeah, but that, and um, so let's see. Yeah, I'd written like one or two others at this time, just thinking, you know, oh, I might never get this published, but it'd be still, it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, and so I was on Twitter, and I saw there's these competitions for, you know, pitch your novel. And so there's these competitions run by Brenda Drake, where it's like pit mad and pit match and all these different hashtags. But basically, the premise is the same for a certain day during a month. And there's a whole website dedicated to this you can check, you know, because it changes all the time. Um, what, what's the website then? Oh, I need that? to look it okay. up. It might be Pit Mad, but it's definitely a hashtag, and okay. there's variations of it. So, yeah. like, it was, you know, Pit Mad, and then it's like Pit Dark, and I don't know. And is that the name of the publisher? No, this is the name of a hashtag. So, right. so what does it mean, though? Pit? Sure. Oh, it's Pitch. Yes, pitch. yes. So the idea AC? is I am to clever. yes, you are. <laughs> it's the idea is to during this one selected time frame during this one day, mm -hmm. um, you pitch your novel in a tweet. So it's only on Twitter, yep. and you have to use that hashtag. Otherwise, you'll just be like randomly tweeting, and people are like, "What are they talking <laughs> about?" It makes no sense. Yeah. And so you. It's the story of my life. Well, there you go. <laughs> but so during this one day, you you know figure out how many pitches you want to do. Normally, you're only allowed one per hour per book. So mm -hmm. if you've written one book, then yep. you're only allowed one pitch an hour. Yep. Um, I think it's a maximum of three total per book. Okay. So you've got to choose what times you want to put those tweets out. And authors are like practicing now on their tweets. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. And not only that, but like if you got like say I did three books. Then that's like nine tweets mm. or something like that, if I can count. <laughs> but you have to use the hashtag, and you know the idea is that during that time frame, you pitch your book, and then if there's an industry industry professional watching the feed, and if they like it, so if they do a little heart button on mm -hmm. your tweet, yep. then that's an open invitation to submit to them. Right. Other authors, you're not supposed to like the other's tweets. You're just supposed to retweet them. Yep. Oh, and you can retweet yes. others. Retweet others' pitches. If you like to show that, it up, or then you just only you. If you like it, only retweet it. Oh, sorry. It. So I meant I didn't like in the traditional sense. Oh, so, yeah. So if I so if I saw your tweet, uh -huh. and I thought, oh, that's really cool. Then I want to promote it. that yes. to get more people to sort of yes. right. Okay. Then only retweet it. Do not like it, because then like I'll it. go into my notifications and think, oh wow, idiot. he's a publisher or the latter. Yes. Just, yeah, and it happens that all know how the time. To use Twitter. Yes. <laughs> And it does happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm really like quite pleased about the fact that you know almost every time I've done this, I've yeah, gotten likes. You've got responses. I've gotten responses yeah, from publishers, occasionally from agents. Yeah. yeah. And it's like then you have to do your research. You then need to go and research that agent to figure out are they the right match for your piece? Yeah. You know, yeah. is that really what they're looking for? Yeah. Same with publishers. Do they yeah. publish that kind of thing? Yeah, and it's how it, this is how I've gotten both of my yeah. publishers. I, I'm I'm very tempted yeah. to go down the route because as I've spoken to you before, yeah, because we really we good. we met at the Hartford Writers Circle, a writers group a couple oh. of years ago. Yeah, um, 
uh, and mm. and I remember you saying this all the time and I, yeah. I've never got on with Twitter That's I've got right. on with Facebook but Twitter just I don't know yeah. I never got on with it so I've never used it but mm. I think that is about the only time that thing that would actually bring me back to Twitter it works yeah because I've seen works. results yeah it, so I mean I'm an indie author yeah. and I've been published traditionally yeah. where all I've had to do submit my novel yeah. make edits help choose a cover book design yeah that's it yeah so so Boom. when so when they like mm -hmm. you then it, it, do, you, do you have to wait a day and then you contact you can just contact no. whenever do it whenever then, yeah and so you've done your search whatever. within that first weekend yeah because it's still you're still fresh yeah in mind. exactly yeah after that and nah. there's just a little dialogue saying hi yeah. there i noticed you liked my thing ah, so you, then yeah, you submit the whole query letter so there's a whole format oh, so whenever you're right. pitching your novel yeah. or your book or whatever or poetry to a publisher an editor an yeah. agent there's a whole format to writing a query letter yeah and so in your query letter they're expecting to see you liked my pitch during this june 2019 pit mad competition yeah. or thing event and then Here obviously, it is. yeah, there's there's yeah. there's lots of help about there's how to write a query to letter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so go online yeah. and you can Google that, or um, how to write books. I've I've yeah. over the years I've got lots of how to write books. Normally there's a, yeah. a section on applying for publishers. Yeah, I doubt it's changed that much a query letter. No, probably not. It's like the same a thing. little synopsis, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, and and that's and why you're much. suitable to write that book. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good point. have your knowledge base. Like, yeah. if I'm writing about 14th century England, they're going to be like, well, who are you? Who are you? you? Exactly. Have you got a medieval degree? Yes. Ah. Yes, I do. Yes. That is the but correct answer. other people would be like, uh, no, no. sorry, I just read Harry Potter and really <laughs> liked it. Well, great, because you have to do research for this kind yeah. of thing. You know? Yeah, you got to figure out what were they wearing? What so were their houses like? What did they eat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What did they eat? Pottage, a lot of the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that aspect of mm. writing, actually. Yeah. Um, I've just written a short story about mm. um, cheesemongers. Ooh. <laughs> I love cheese. Yeah, I know. Most people love cheese. Yeah. And I got the idea mm. because somebody mentioned to me, a friend of mine mentioned to me, they had been to the Cheddar Gorge. Ooh, I love cheddar. It's so cool. Yeah. Weren't but the it's caves. Like, and yeah, they, they the mature caves. the cheese in the Didn't caves. Didn't they inspire Jarrah Tolkien to exactly. write Exactly. Yeah. The Two Towers, I think. Mm. It was that one. The, the, yeah. Yeah, um, so cool. The, yeah, it's the location for the the uh, I think mm. it's the Helm's Deep battle. I'm not yeah. sure. I have oh to wow! Check that out. But yeah, so but but it inspired mm. me, and I didn't know that until I then did research because mm -hmm. I went, "What? There's cheese being Have you gone to the cheese museum? It's really cool. I haven't, ah! but Aww. I was in Lincoln. It's so cool, and they've got cheese shops there. And I went Ooh. into the Old Mouse Cheese Shop. <gasps> Oh, wow. And they've got a selection of cheeses. Mm. And I actually bought one that was called Black as Coal. Oh, cool. And it's black. And it's actually got oh, charcoal wow. in it. Really? Yeah. It does no, sound I know. very good. No, no, but it's clever because really? they, they give you samples of other ones. Yeah. Then they go, oh, do you want to try this one? Yeah. And you go, and by then you don't really care what it is. You <laughs> just go, yeah. And sure. then they tell you about the charcoal afterwards. Because oh. otherwise you would just do that again now. Right yeah, there. yeah. But it's beautiful. It's really nice. Oh, wow. So I love that sort of thing. Because then yeah. I thought, yeah, I can research all cheeses, how cheese yeah, is made. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, and more about the cave. So yeah. I've now set this rival cheesemongers. Wow. There's a competition. You know, oh, my God. The best cheese in town. Oh, cool. <laughs> and one of them does it under a cave. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, and I did all the research for that. Oh, amazing. And, and then, yeah, and how cheese is made. And I love that sort of thing. So, so to do the research for me... Yeah. That's part of the joy of it's the creative part of the process, fun, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Like, so you can then get inspired because you mm -hmm. find another little nugget yeah. and you think, oh, that's a good idea. Or I can cool. use that as a character or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? 
Wow. So that's cool. So you would thoroughly recommend going onto Twitter, Definitely. finding, so what's the hashtag again? So then? if you look for, just Google Brenda Drake. Brenda Drake. Yes. And is so that she's, the publisher? No, she's no. a woman. She's a woman. She just randomly set this up. Oh, okay. Well. She's a published author, but yeah. with a good publisher. But yeah. Yeah, she's what just a great set idea. up these whole little like yeah. competitions yeah. throughout the year. Anyone can enter. Just right. practice your your tweets. Yeah. You know. And do they expect the novel to be already written? Yes. So so don't yes. do this until you've got a finished novel. Exactly. Okay, because that's very important because that. you don't want to annoy them. Oh yeah, they would yeah. get really fed up. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that if you're going to tweet to these Twitter competitions. Yeah. I say it's a competition. Yeah. It's really. It's not really. It's a pitch. Isn't yeah. It? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a, a pitch, pitch party. Yeah. Just make sure that your novel is complete. Yeah. Because I did something really stupid a few months ago. <laughs> probably know this right I think you did tell me about this yes and I was so I wrote um, half of a Regency mystery novel because I thought hey I love Jane Austen why not sorry Ken that's alright and and I just it was right around the time I wanted to use Twitter pitch parties so Mm -hmm. I tweeted it and pitched it and I got some interest and I was like oh shit either I'm very good at tweeting which to be fair (laughs) I do tweet for a living it's what I'm paid to do but at the same time it's like oh there might actually be some interest oh gosh I'm gonna have to finish that novel now oh no yeah, oh my god so I haven't finished it yet which means I have not pitched it to those editors not that are interested yep but yeah. that's okay because they're gonna get hundreds I was gonna say because actually I thought about that yeah. so if they don't get if you if you have not responded mm-hmm. one, one um, mm-hmm. industry person mm-hmm. will just think oh okay it's gone to someone else that or they so might think that I've not got it ready or they might think I've decided actually it's not for me yeah, yeah, but but yeah. but it's not like oh she's just wasting her time. No, 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 no. So you could sort They're of do that just to yeah, yeah. You can oh, you, you, you could just um, unless they're really sad and desperate. <laughs> They're going to get hundreds of submissions. Yeah, of course. But what I mean is that, in a way, you could do that to see if that's a thing that is interesting for publishers. Because I always think, I've always thought, write what you love rather than than what publishers. What does that say about me that I read about witches? Well, Hmm. about cursed genitalia as well. That's not a good sign, (laughs) is it? Don't worry, you're American. I promise I wasn't mad at my husband that day. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, um, but 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 it's interesting where you could, because I always think if, if you know for publishers oh um, we yeah. want a book about unicorns but well, if you're not nice. yeah but if you're not into unicorns no, man, you then don't write about what yeah you're don't do it about. because yeah. it will come across that way won't yeah. it yeah they'll feel like this is dry this is dull yeah. it's boring it's probably a bit cliche yeah 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 because so I yeah so mm. that's very good then to so have mm-hmm. your novel all ready to go yeah. Have your query letter ready to go because well, you kind of want to strike while the iron's hot, don't you? Do but be able to, you know, if you're at that point where you're pitching on Twitter, mm. then I would kind of expect you already to have like devoted some time to writing a query letter, yeah. just to yeah. you know get it, even if it's not perfect, yeah. just to get it ready to go yeah. a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So would there be any other Ooh. advice that you've had? In your writing experiences, dealing with agents, so because you've mm. not got an agent, have you? No, is I'm, that your I'm next not. step? Do you yes. want an agent? What's the yeah. feeling about that? Yeah, uh, so I'm an indie publisher, and I'm with some publishers that they're good, and it's been a really eye-opening experience to mm-hmm. the whole world. But yeah. I, you know, anyone they want more, they want the million-dollar deal, don't they? Yeah. Um, so this last month, I did a corporate. I run a book club in London, and. Um, 
I was approached by Bloomsbury Publishing that okay, they publish Harry Potter nice. to do a corporate book launch event for Excellent. one of their debut upcoming authors. And I was like, oh, of course, sure. And it was really good. But I'm mm. like, damn it, I would love to be one of the authors that, that they're promoting. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. You know? So that's the dream. But you don't get there without an agent. I was going to so say, you need an agent. agents do seem to open a lot of doors, yes. don't they? Because it's kind of like the first door. If you can yeah. get past an agent and have them believe, oh, this is really good, yeah. then they've already done the work for the publishers yeah. where they're like look knocking on the door this is really good you're yeah. gonna want to read this yeah. and like oh, okay you've yeah. done my work well sure. that, that's what I thought and I thought this is yeah so although I've um, yeah. I've self-published so mm-hmm. um, people probably know this The Legends of Grimace Iron Blood Yay. is the book that I self-published yeah and I really enjoyed that process because mm. I came at it from a point of view that if I'm going to spend mm-hmm. my time and effort writing yeah. a book, I kind of want it out there. Yeah. And because I spent 12 years as a graphic designer, I could oh, typeset wow. it myself. I, you know, I can do all you the lettering. You've got the skills. Do, you yeah. got the knowledge. So I thought I can yeah. do everything that a publisher can do. You can do apart it. Apart from the publicity side of it. and in can't terms do the graphic of, design side. Well, there you go. So that's why I thought, well, I can actually get it out there. You know, mm-hmm. but then it is the next stage. It yeah. is like, well, then I'm kind of, you know, I felt like a little bit like, well, then you're own, you're in your own little world. Um, and obviously, I publicised it on the Bottled Image YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Um, yeah. And yeah, and various things. But you know, it, like anything, mm-hmm. it, it it it's just one book in a sea of many. Mm-hmm. So I then decided, well, okay, wouldn't it be nice then? I've done the self-publishing and mm-hmm. I have enjoyed it, and I, and it was a good process, um, and I'm I'm really proud of it, and you know, and I'm still, I probably still will self-publish again, mm-hmm. but I'd probably go around down the Kickstarter route mm-hmm. to sort of raise money, you know, mm-hmm. to pay for it up front rather yeah. than coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, basically, I can't afford it now, but um, but then <laughs> I know that <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah, but um, but then. Yeah, but I also thought, wouldn't it be nice to then experience the publishing side, mm. more traditional route? Yeah. And I then thought, yeah, I was quite surprised mm-hmm. that you managed to get published without an agent. Yeah. But obviously, it's the sort of modern way that Twitter. So mm-hmm. there's that route to go. Mm. But then I guess it's probably slightly easier mm. to get an agent if you've already been published. Hopefully, say that? I haven't been yeah. trying yet, so I don't know. Ask right. me in a few months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I will I say that. is that, in contrast to self-publishing, where you do have that creative control, yeah. with a publisher, you don't have as much control. Yeah, I was slightly so worried about that in that yeah. respect because because it's my book has thing. over fifty illustrations. I'd already yeah, picked my no. illustrator, the wonderful Rich Nan, the mm-hmm. art from Doodler, art from Doodler. Check out his website. But yeah, yeah. I, and I could do the cover, I could do everything like that. But some publishers would love the illustrations yeah. as long as they're copyrighted as your own work yeah. or you paid an artist for them yeah. but for the cover design yeah so my first public first first publisher they decided how the cover design would go they got a little bit of input from me and they went with their decision and it got unfortunately a lot of negative reviews partially because of the cover Um, and this is not Wolf's Blood that I'm talking about I was going to say yeah I was going to say this is not Wolf's Blood no No, so Wolf's Blood is the second novel that I've written right different publisher so different publishers so obviously yeah don't necessarily go into it too much but but, but you were slightly disappointed with the cover and it let you down and you felt well I I mean you were frustrated with it sure yeah yes as opposed to my publisher Azure I can't even say it Azure (laughs) Spider Press um, where they did a whole like competition thing online where they 
gave a brief of what yeah. the novel was about. They said what they were looking for for yeah. a cover design. Over a hundred artists and wow. graphic designers submitted their cover That's art designs amazing. for this. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and this went for weeks, yeah. the publisher turns to me and they're like, hey, so what are your top ten? What yeah. are your top six? And I was like, well, here's my top six. Here's my top three. Yeah. Here's my favorite. Right. And they're like, well, that's the one. And they went with that. They See, went that's with that. really good. But that is good. here's the other thing. Yeah. They put forward $500 for that winning book cover. Yeah. That's, that's a good. lot. Yeah. That is good, though. Well, it's it good. good. It, it, again, we can talk about the whole thing. Because yeah. being a graphic designer, yeah. being an actor, yep. over the years, it's almost like, oh, you're creative. You don't have to eat. You haven't <laughs> got any bills to pay. No, of course not. You know, we'll do this for exposure. And it's like, well, right. no, really? it's still a no. skill that I've got. Yeah. I still can't expect to be paid. Yeah. Um, and and you're anyway, an artist. Yeah. You deserve to be paid and for I your can, work. I can get into that rant. For, you know, this could be another hour and a half <laughs> oh, no. podcast. Oh, no. But but there is, as we've seen on Facebook, there's um there's this image that's been going around oh, yeah. for years now, but I've, mm. every now and then it crops up again. Yeah. And it is like um, it's like uh, it's it's normal, normally creative people put it up, and it's a picture of a horse that's very well rendered. Okay. The back half of it. Right. And then as it, as the horse Horses gets butt. drawn, yeah, the horse butt is all very well rendered. Okay. Rendered. As Rounded. it goes on. It then becomes more stick-like, oh. and it says, "Yeah, sure, I can do this for free." Oh, you know, here's what you get, sort of thing. Yeah, that's not quite the quote, but it, it's like, yeah, it's of course, yeah, what you pay for is what you, is what you get, and I think that's in any industry. Yeah. you wouldn't expect a plumber. You wouldn't call, call yeah. up a plumber and say, "Yeah, my boy, can you come around and fix it?" But I will tell all my friends, and I put on Facebook that you're really good if you fix it for free. No, they're no, not going to do that. No. Exactly. No way. So I do find that really frustrating. Mm. Um, so this cover I love. Yeah, it is a lovely it's cover. It's super cool. I, do love it. I chose yeah. it. It's great. Yeah. It's it awesome. It really is attractive. It's got mm. for those obviously this isn't good. Uh, Buy the book. Podcast. Yeah. Buy the book. Um, you can check it out on, on Amazon. Yep. I've searched for it. It's mm-hmm. on Amazon. Yep. And it's, Goodreads. And Goodreads. And it's, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, and the cover is uh, it's a wolf's um, face, face yeah. with yellow eyes mm. staring fairly menacingly, isn't mm. it? Fairly menacing. And then just just out in the front is a kitty. <laughs> There's a little uh, shadow, which I'm assuming is the witch hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got like a sword. Yeah. He's looking quite, mm. quite, um, quite muscular. In the distance. Yeah. Uh, he's just. You'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. You never know. You never know. Hey, it's a fantasy yeah. novel. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll go with that. Cool. So, um, mm. so you you decided, yeah, that obviously, mm-hmm. and and I kind of agree with you in mm. some respect. It would be nice. For, for the publisher mm-hmm. to do all the marketing and, yeah. and have all the contacts and yeah. the agents. So I'm really interested in... Yeah. In fact, when I did... Mm. Um, I did a play... Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably knew that? I can't mm. remember. Um, called The Storyteller's Apprentice, oh. which is loosely based on my book. Cool. We adapted it. Me oh, and wow. Vicky, you know, Vicky, yeah. Holden, Swinton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's episode one of the podcast. Check Ooh. that out. Interviewed her. Um, cool. And she plays Stumps. I play mm-hmm. Loquacious, which is the storyteller. Oh. And we adapted it. Took it up to Edinburgh. And oh, wow. Yeah, and I wrote to agents to yeah. say, like writing agents, to say, I'm good doing this play if you're in Edinburgh, you know, because I know that they sometimes go up there. Yeah. And what I found was, mm. un- unlike acting agents um, and, and casting directors, mm-hmm. they actually got back to me. Really? Even if it was, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to the Edinburgh Fringe this year. Okay. And I thought, wow, they didn't have to do no. that because it's sort of like, well, I'm not Some going. Yes. Yeah. Nice now. And I yeah. and I thought, well, and, but I thought it was a lot. It was much more of a hit rate mm. 
in terms of saying I'm sorry but you know no thanks and I thought well that's really nice so I like yeah. to think that the book industry with these mm. agents are actually sort of still nice people I don't know <laughs> we'll find I'll out I'll let you know we'll find out yeah. so what's your plan of attack then mm. are you just going to write to agents how's that work yeah, yeah. so I'm with this novel that I'm writing now um, I can't decide if I want to it'll take some time so what I do I write the novel I finish it within a month that's hopefully. Great. yep but yeah. that's like all I do yeah. Yeah. I come home, I write. All weekends are gone. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, um, see, I act in Murder Mysteries at weekends. Oh, cool. So I, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm working seven days a week. Oh, my God. And trying to do all of this. Oh, and my trying God. to write. Yeah, oh, so wow. at the moment, it's a bit tight. Yeah. So obviously, if you do want to support me at mm-hmm. my Patreon, Yay. <laughs> that's what you're buying me Woo. time. Yeah. Because the plan Time is, is yeah, if I can raise enough money through Patreon mm. each month mm-hmm. to pay all my bills, then I don't have to go and get a full-time job, which yeah. I'm currently doing, yeah. um, to then just concentrate on the writing. Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, I am an night mm. owl, but there is limits because I can be knackered. Yeah. And it's almost like, right, I've still got to do at least an hour a night just yeah. to get everything done. Yeah. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. Mm. No, you're fine. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so you're, so you're, so you're going to pitch so, a new novel. Yeah, I can't decide if I'll pitch this young adult witchcraft one okay. or my Regency mystery. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> like both. But whichever one I finish, I'll, I'll write it first and then I'll take about two months off okay. just to kind of get myself away from it. Yep. Because if you're too close to it, you won't see all the things wrong with it. Yeah, I'll go back and edit for about another month or two. Yep. Once it's ready, then I'll see when the next Twitter pitch party is and then I'll put them out there. And then just right. see. Yeah. But that's the see beauty of these Twitter pitch yeah. parties is that you can put out as many books as you want. Yeah. You know. Do you happen to know, and you probably won't, it's not really something I think you're into, but mm. have you heard of the game books where no. they choose your own adventure? Oh, sort of branching I used to read narratives. those books. Yeah, yeah. Okay. back in the day. Back in yeah. the day. So I think choose your own, Ameri- choose your own adventure mm. brand was American, mm. so I've been doing some research on it. I kind of yeah. knew that anyway. Um, I had some of them. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't have any combat system, did they? It oh, was, I don't think so. Yeah, it was literally just choose which... Yeah, yeah, which direction you're going. Over in the the 80s Mm. over in the UK and then worldwide um, Steve Jackson and Ian Livingstone Mm. who uh, created Games Workshop who uh, Mm. you know fantasy board game Mm. company and they do Warhammer they sold the company years ago Mm. but um, they also did the Fighting Fantasy series have you heard of those? No okay so it's similar idea it's a branching story Mm -hmm. where you choose you know what to do should I open the treasure chest Ah. or should I you know ignore that and go through the door but it's all fantasy Mm -hmm. but they introduced a a, a combat system Mm. where basically you you roll a dice for Mm -hmm. for your statistics yeah so health stamina luck you know that kind of thing Uh, not health well stamina skill which Mm -hmm. is your fighting skill and then basically throughout the book you Mm -hmm. can come up against monsters Mm -hmm. and they have the the same stats you know they have their Mm -hmm. stats and then you roll a dice to see who wins and you get points off them and as a kid that that and a few other books really got me into reading because I I have slight dyslexia I'm not fully slight dyslexia sure um, but I love, and that really was mm. one of those sort of books that really, you know, the whole series really turned me on to reading. They're really good. Yeah, and I, over the years, for the Bottled Imp, I've mm. sort of, you know, been reviewing them mm-hmm. and getting more into them. And then every other Tuesday, we've had a break now, but every other mm. Tuesday we were doing, I would be reading them out and letting people in the comments 
Tuesday and you know, oh, cool. actually go right so let's take a vote so I might, yeah. I might have 15 people watching oh, wow. and then I count up all the votes go okay so it looks like most of you wanted yeah. to go and open a treasure chest this could Ooh. be a trap let's find out okay and I've been reading books that I've not actually read yet mm-hmm. so again it's interesting for me because I yeah. don't know what's happening Ooh. and I found that really enjoyable and I kept mm. saying well I'm going to write my own version mm. I'm going to do my own version oh cool yeah so I've just started to do that mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where again you know, maybe that's the sort of thing I can take to a publisher. Sure. I, you know, I, it's I, a cool yeah, idea, and yeah. there some of them are looking for like high concept. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- and I thought actually you could do um, you could do a regular edition, but mm-hmm. then you could do like an upgrade edition mm-hmm. where you get you get the dice, mm-hmm. you get a pencil, you get you know you get the actual statistic sheet, yeah. you get all like bits and pieces, you get like a little miniature, you know, a little oh, fancy cool. miniature, yeah. So, yeah, just things like that. And I thought you know maybe a publisher. Mm. might be into that because mm-hmm. it's it's sort of more than a book as yeah. such you know it's like a little gift you could have like yeah. a gift set for Christmas oh wow kind of yeah maybe I shouldn't give those ideas away no no don't steal them <laughs> yeah. No. yeah no just forget everything forget I just said forget what said. you just heard yeah exactly no. so there you go Super so cool, cool. well good luck with your you. um your agent quest and Thank I you. will also be doing that but I've not finished mine yet so I'm a bit premature I think to, to look for an agent because okay. I think the worst thing is obviously if you contact mm. somebody and they go yeah well yeah. So let's see the rest of the book and it's like well, oh know. god no I haven't know. got it yet I thought you were going to say the worst thing that they could say is no oh well yeah the worst yeah. thing they can say is no but I think if obviously mm. I want to be you want to do everything as professionally as possible don't yeah. you so you want to have everything in place Yes, yeah. that's one thing that a lot of the editors complain about right. online is all the little silly mistakes the yeah. authors or prospective authors make. So yeah. things like not getting their name correctly. Oh, you the know? actual per- yeah. agent's name. Yeah. Yeah. So if God. you're yeah. Sally from Bloomberg or whatever, yeah. I don't call you Dear yeah. Carrie. Yeah. call you by your actual it name. Looks like you've copied and pasted. Exactly. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Well, I tell you, uh, we will take another break. Do you, okay. need, do you need the loo? No. Good. No. I do. Quite a funny question. Yeah, I know. Well, okay. I, know, I think we've okay. bonded. We're very over like. <laughs> we're very cool over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. we're very close. Why not? Yeah. I'll Why hang not? tight. Yeah, exactly. I'll and just hang uh, out. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll be back in twenty minutes. <laughs> no. It's, really? Well, I don't wow. Know. Depends okay. how long. Depends well, how long I'm in the loop. That's okay. <laughs> no, we will have another. <laughs> we'll have another. Sorry, I think bathroom humor is like really funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, good. Good, you well, you that? you are at the home <laughs> of bathroom, yeah, the bathroom humour in the UK, <laughs> in England, oh my or God. medieval. They loved it, didn't they? They did. Baldy humour. Everyone needs to go. Exactly. So we'll be back. We have got another Ooh. word from our sponsor. Saddle up your steed, unfold your banner, assemble your squad, and gallop to Camelot Nightclub this weekend. The best night out in the whole of Edra. Ah, that's better. Yeah, I would indeed give it 20 minutes for anyone else. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they didn't have any spray. Ew. They didn't have any spray. Don't you have that in, in the women's loo? Yes, always. Yeah. We I, also wash our hands. I, well, I wash my hands. Good. Don't, don't look at me <laughs> accusingly there. Ooh, Just because I'm ooh, male. Ooh, I have a good tip. I have a good yeah. tip. Do you do cool. Doogie Hauser's tip for when he's travelling on planes? Doogie Hauser. He was the, uh, an MD, wasn't he? He was yeah. a child uh, yeah. doctor or something, wasn't okay. he? Okay, so that? if you don't have like a spray for the air, okay. basically, what Doogie Hauser does, uh-huh. well, the actor Neil Patrick Harris, what he does is whenever he's on a plane uh-huh. and he has to use the loo, he takes some of the soap 
and puts it oh. in the toilet oh, so clever. that when he flushes, it smells all nice. And then it doesn't matter if He's there's not spray. Just He's an actor. super smart, exactly. isn't he? Yeah. They're so, what, like, I, I no, can't remember no. which actress said this, yeah. but they did say they always had a panic um, going to the loo or in flights. Oh. Because they, they actually would end up cleaning the toilet. Oh, my God. Because obviously, because they were famous, yes. anyone else that went in oh, there, I know. they would go, oh, wait, we'll never guess what. So and so. I know. <laughs> she left that place in such a state. Yeah, exactly. It was terrible. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Yeah. They are humans too, by the way. Really? You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, there we go. So, mm. we have... J- just before we go any further, actually, mm. have you? how can people find your work? Have you got a website? Ooh, yes. You've got a Twitter yes. handle? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Yes. <laughs> so, if you look online, um, you can find my website at eljohnsonstories.weebly.com <laughs> or you can find me on Twitter at I think it's el johnson six six six. Oh, it might oh, be something hello. like that. Oh, like it's that. really long, isn't yeah. it? Oh, that's good though. That's that. memorable though. Yeah, I just I'm on so many different like Twitter platforms and things. I need to make sure that's the right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah fine. it's something like that. That's fine. But and and obviously you can find the book Wolf's Blood yeah that is on Amazon mm-hmm. I believe it's Amazon UK and yep, also Amazon and America that's correct and also presumably your publisher has yeah. a website as well yes let's see if we can find it in the oh there it is oh yeah. yep there you go www dot com, and I'll spell that A Z U R E S P I D E R publications.com. It's like that speak and spell. Do you remember that as a kid? No. I do remember that. that? It was like it was to help kids spell. And it was like one of those really first early computer sort of voices. So it's like spell table. Oh my god. And it was just like T A. Oh my god. No, I've never heard of that. It was scary. Because it was telling you to spell. It was like, yeah, well, no, but it was just the voice. It was like really harsh and computerized. It didn't have any emotions. No, wow. And I needed that as a child. I needed somebody with emotions to teach me spelling. Come on, Ken. Spell. Spell me a table. I do actually have a little bit of a surprise. I do like to give a gift. Um, It's a sort of bribe. It's a a bribe to... To I say like thank you, yeah. Do you like cheese? I do okay. Like cheese. Well, it's a little surprise. I didn't quite know what you like, so you do actually. You're the first guest because I've interviewed Vicky Holden Swindon, who I've known for years, and I know what sort of things she likes. She likes chocolate. I got her a Yorkie bar. Do you like Yorkie bars? I do. You do. Okay. They're not. And just for boys. They're not. Although they should be. Oh, whatever. <laughs> And then Katie Sheridan was the second episode. She's uh, an actress. She's been in various TV shows. And she is currently the face of Thornton's Chocolate. Ooh. Yes, you can see her as a chocolatier. Oh, wow. Which is quite ironic because she can't cook. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I regularly catch up with her and I go around her house and she goes, I make you a cup of tea. And I go, well, you know, yeah. do you want me to do it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I make you some toast. Wow. Well, yeah. Shall I do it? Shall I make the toast? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, don't believe everything you see in the media. Oh, dear. So I do have a choice. You can have a choice. Cool. You can, and again, I didn't know your dietary requirements. Yeah. I like red meat. You like red meat. Well, I haven't I got like you cheese. any red meat. You haven't got me a I steak? I have got you, I've got your box, but that's Ooh. actually that the microphone came in, <laughs> so it's not that. There you go. We have, Ooh. we have oh, wow. Tesco Finest, not their wow, economy. Fancy. Oh, no, I splashed out. Free from, this was case wow. you, you in were case I was like wheat and gluten. Cool. Yeah, yeah, well, super cool. It's just, it's a trendy thing now, isn't it? People, they can, they can eat wheat and gluten. Yeah. They're just making it up. 
It is triple chocolate cookies. Oh my god. I, I knew wow. you're Canadian, so I knew you liked that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> My she's maple not, syrup. She's not, yeah. I'm and really hang on, I'm rummaging in the bag. Oh the my bag god. of tricks. How nice are what you? else have I got? Well, you, so you're only taking one away. Oh my god. I did get the classic oh. Cadbury's dairy milk. That luckily, oh since gosh. they've been taken over by an American company, they haven't ruined it because I was American say, chocolate. Have we changed is, the sugar yet? Mm, you might have changed, but the, it still tastes the same. I was oh. very fearful because when I went into the States, oh wow. it's not very nice American chocolate. Oh, every English person I know has told me that. If I bring any American sweets over, like the chocolate, they're like, oh, it tastes like sick. Forget I'm like, it. Really? Exactly. Oh, come on. It's what, but it's, it's what you've grown up on. Yeah. And that's all you know. But yeah, but you were and wrongly you grown up here. on it. Oh, I know. So speaks the English. Although, saying I that, yeah. I did like, and this was pre over here, we didn't have mm-hmm. it, was yeah. uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, I love those. They're so good. Yeah, delicious. peanut butter and chocolate, mm. we didn't have over here. And my friend, I used to live above oh, a sweet yummy. shop in oh Hartford. My God. There was a sweet oh. shop called Candies. Ooh. Um, that was in, do you know, um, mm. what square is it? You know where the fountain is in Hartford? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know the White Horse Pub? Mm. Uh, no, we're in the White Horse we're Pub. The, the White, White Heart yeah. Pub. The White no. Heart, which is ne- which that? Is that pub just by the fountain. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then the little shop next to it, which mm-hmm. is now a school uniform shop, oh. that used to be a sweet shop. Oh, really? And it was a real classic one with all the old sweets. I put, oh you know, in God. jar, you buy a quarter yeah. of, sh- you know, sherbet pips oh and all God. that. She used to run it. Yeah. I rented from her oh. in in uh, the upstairs bit, and it's, yeah. it's a, you know, a nice old oak oh, cool. building. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, I forgot why I've told you this now. That's all right. It's a cool story. <laughs> oh yeah, I that like was stories. it. That was it. I came back mm. from America when I first did it in '91, mm-hmm. and I said, to her, "Oh, you've got to get these sweets mm. in there called you know Reese's peanut butter cups yeah, and Reese's pieces. Really it's peanut butter and chocolate." And she went, "No, no, no. that's disgusting." And no. I went, "No, seriously, try it." A year later, mm. Woolworths, who mm. are now defunct, yeah. They import. They started it off, and I said to her, "Look, oh, you know, you missed a book. Yeah, yeah, she could have been the only the one. Book. She oh, could have started it." See, there you go. She went to live in France. Oh, so Heather, nice. if you are listening, <laughs> hello. It's oh, been shots. a long time. Yeah, point shots. <laughs> but the other choice you have is wow. Wow, oh my god. It is. Oh wow, Wensleydale. Wensleydale cheese. cheese. You actually got cheese. I did get cheese, oh Wensleydale cheese with cranberries. Oh my god. It's got a strength of two. Holy do, you, shit. do you like that cheese? Um, sadly, you I don't. don't. Like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I was going to go for cheddar. I'll take the chocolate. I, I did oh, think you. that you would you if prefer If my cheddar. husband was here, he would take the cheese. Forget your I'll husband. Take the, take the chocolate. Thank you. Do you want the dairy milk then? No, you can have it. No, no. What well, I'm saying, you know, you one of these mm, is yours. Really? Yeah. Which one do you want? Oh wow. That's what I'm saying. This is your bribe. Wow. This is your fee. Oh, for I love doing a bribe. This. I never get bribed. Yeah. Bribe. So that's what I'm saying. Which one would you like? Wow. I'll take this one. You, she's gone for the cookies. Yeah. yeah I you love can't cookies. Take the American out of oh, the American. I love obviously. cookies. Thank you. There we go. That is quite Yum. all right. That's right. Because I will have the cheese now. That'll do. I will. I will you have like a cheese. You like your Wednesday day? Yeah. I get a Slimming World on Friday mornings. So what I do. After after <laughs> I have swimmer, I go right. Friday is kind of like a free day, yeah, because it's you've got a whole mm-hmm. week. So being good, yeah. I, know. I ate half of my Blackers cold cheese Ooh. on crackers. Oh, nice. I'm gonna mix that one. Oh, in Oh, that well. sounds nice. Yeah. Mm. See, research is great for novels. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So what we're gonna do now? Exactly. That well, that's why I mm. I thought people liked it, and yeah. then I thought maybe I should do a short story collection of oh. um, of food related fantasy. Che- well, actually, yeah, call them cheesy stories. Well, it was food related yeah. stories. Oh. And release it as a oh, fantasy. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Again, don't listen to that. Don't steal that that's idea. That's super cool. Wow. Here we go. Then we are going to be playing for the next bit. <laughs> Consider the consequences. <laughs> 
Oh should get a little God. theme tune to that. Should we try and make up a theme tune? Let's go. Ooh. There you go. That's nice. That'll be different every week. <laughs> As you can tell, the uh, the musical good. genes miss me. Although my mum was a concert concert trained pianist. Oh wow. Yep. Anyway, I'll drop that bombshell in <laughs> and we'll move on because what we're going to do, yeah, she got an LRAM and ALCM. She studied oh at the God. Royal Academy of Music. Whoa. Bless her cotton socks. Wow. So here we go then. Talented. Consider the consequences. Okay. E.L. Johnson. Uh -oh. Consider these then. Oh, no. Would you rather oh, no. be able to talk to land animals, hmm. flying animals, hmm. or animals that live under the water? Oh. Yeah. Uh. Land animals, I think. Land animals, yeah, because yeah. it's sort of easier. That, and I have a cat. <laughs> ah, so you'd like to chat to cat. I could be like, Arya, go do this, eat your dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. She would just look at me and go, Meow. But can you, do you sometimes feel you kind of know what they mean anyway? Well, she's, do you think it's a real thing that like animals, like domesticated pets, take after the personalities of their owners? Yes, so she's I mean, like casting she's spells? Like, no, she's just kind of standoffish. <laughs> like, she just sits on my husband's lap and she's just young. like, meow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll just, you know, stop doing what you're doing because she'll be like sitting on your keyboard, yeah. on your laptop. And you're like, hi, Arya. And she'll just look at you Going, with those yeah. heavy lidded green eyes and you're just like what is it and she's like meow yeah i'm just here deal yeah. with it she's kind of obnoxious but i but like she's really pretty i like cats for she's that really pretty that's why she can get away with it yeah that. yeah you're a sucker then i know so what would you but say a dog then? person what would you say you're a dog person i am i love dogs oh right so it's your husband's cat yes so you put up with he her. loves that's cats, what it but is then. i love animals so you know you would she's all right so what animals oh, what I, other animals would you chat well, to then I think what I like about Arya is that she's totally a huntress. And so, like, uh, when she brings in a bird or a mouse that's still alive, she eats the whole thing. Oh, right. Like, doesn't leave anything. feet, tail, whole, doesn't all the Doesn't offer anything to you? No, 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 I wouldn't want to. I mean, sometimes <laughs> she's like, do you want it? I'm like, no, it's good, thanks. Yeah, but Fine. no mess. It's perfect. Oh, that's good, then. A little huntress. She's so, good. But, but land what, animals. Yeah, what animal, yeah. then, would you talk to? Oh, foxes. Foxes. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I love foxes. They're you, really pretty. But what would you say Smart. to them? Be like, get yeah. out of the road. <laughs> Watch out! There's a card yeah. coming. Yeah, because what you could yeah. do, yeah, you could but you could introduce big high concepts mm. then, and say, do you believe in a god? And they go, what do you mean a god? What are you talking about? I'm eating a mouse. Do they believe? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, but they might have their own god system. They might have their own like society, their own philosophy. And yeah, yeah. That we just don't know about. It could be. It's all hidden away. Yeah. Go, It'd be very foxy. <laughs> exactly. Foxy. Very sly like. about it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. But she's good. And that's why she's a writer. <laughs> I I probably. I do like I do like uh, I do like flying animals. I was going to mm. say a monkey. Oh really? Oh, I, I love always monkeys. think but I always think monkeys really should sweet. be flying. Oh. Ever since I saw really? Wizard of Oz, yeah, oh. I love the flying monkeys. They're terrifying. They're cool. but they're I always cool. wanted to be the Wicked Witch of the West. Well, I can understand why. <laughs> Super cool. Super cool, and uh, very powerful. Yeah. Well. Although not can't, a good You can't wash though. You can't wash. That's okay. You're not we'll in find water a way. anyway. Yeah. I'll use magic. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, that's, maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, but monkeys. I love. I love monkeys. Mm. I think they are almost my favorite. I think they're quite wonderful. my favorite. Yeah. So I'd like yeah. to talk to them, but I would. Mm. But I would want to them to be flying. I did create. Oh. I created uh, in my book, Legends of Grimm's Iron Blood. Yeah. There, there are twenty flying monkeys. Oh, wow. That are all made from iron. Whoa. They're like mechanical really flying monkeys. Yeah, but it's magic as okay, well. That's so they're involved. Like, yeah, grimace. Yeah. 
he's a spellcaster, so okay. he, he he brought them to life. He made them wow. and then breathed on them and yeah. brought them to life. They came to life. Yeah, exactly. And Ooh. and they've all got their little, own little personalities. So I oh, probably wow. like to talk to monkeys. Yeah. And uh, you know, it'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Fight around for tea. Yeah. Have a little chat. Well, as long as they didn't fly around and shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tend to throw poop. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's funny that. though, isn't yeah, it? Well, well, this is not in your house. No, that's right. I'll invite around your house. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> would so you rather, the same question, <laughs> would you rather be the first person to explore a planet mm. or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Oh, the latter one. I know. For sure. It seems a bit yeah. easy, that question. Yeah. Because the first one, yeah. it's very difficult to justify it in mm. terms of wow, I've, I've explored a planet, but yeah. you could say, well, I'm doing it for it's humanity. It's cool. It is yeah. cool, but it is a little bit more selfish. But also, there's a few, like, unknowns involved there. Yeah. What if you're the first person to explore a planet, but you've discovered within a minute there's no oxygen? <laughs> yeah. Or your helmet has a crack, and then you asphyxiate. That's you know, true. You die. You well, congratulations, <laughs> you've colonized a planet one, and now you're dead. Yeah. It's like, no one's going to know. I, and also, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess if you're an adventurer, though, you would say, mm. I want to... I'm doing this for humanity. I'm, I'm maybe benefiting it. Maybe we can see if it's suitable for humanity. Sure. But then, like that you say, cool. you might come across aliens. They might be hostile. And they might eat you. Yeah, they could eat you. Have you it read doesn't say for you on your own. I don't think I have. No, The Sparrow. The Sparrow. I forget who it's by. It's okay. a sci-fi book okay. about basically people that colonize Mars. Ah, oh, great. But there's aliens. Okay. What do you do? It's a very well written book. Call E.T.? No. No? Not if he's not no, friendly. Not if he's there. Not if he's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, that reminds me of a yeah. book called The Chronicle. Uh, was it The Martian Chronicles? The Martian Chronicles by yeah. Edgar Rice Burroughs. I grew up with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really well really written. Really good. It and is. it's really psychological as yeah. well. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I, I did go through a phase, not phase, because mm. I would like to still read sci fi books. Mm-hmm. But I've read a lot of sci fi books. Mm. Um, and then you know, sort of got more and more into fantasy, mm. but there are crossovers. Mm. Definitely, there's okay. a. I think there is a thing. I don't know how long it's been mm. around, but mm. there are crossovers. But it's sci. What do they call it? Uh, sci fantasy or oh, something. Okay. Where it there's is so sort many of, genre, yeah. like genre mixes yeah. and things. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of and, and mm. again, I guess that when you world build, mm-hmm. you do have to be quite precise mm. about what the rules are. Yeah. You know, like can you? you if, yeah. Things. If it's medieval, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't have lasers yeah. and stuff like that. But then you've got to it set it very up. Very weird. <laughs> it won't be a little bit. But you've got to set it. Well, I always think Star Wars mm. is, is sort of fantasy mm. and sci-fi because you've got the Force, and that's almost like magic, mm-hmm. isn't it? So it's like depends on what your magic system is yeah. and how you're defining it, and what exactly. are the rules and how does it fit into the world and the system? Yeah. Does it exist? Do people know about it? Yeah. Exactly. There you go. So, but so mm. okay. So what? Yeah. What would you want to cure then? What disease? Oh, I don't you? know. Um, what would you? I think arthritis. Oh, that's right a very now. good one. Yeah. Have you got arthritis? Yeah. No. 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 But like, you know how? So my dad has just been diagnosed with um, right. rheumatoid arthritis, and okay. it's really it's painful. painful. It's it? exceedingly yeah. painful, and it's like when you are in so much pain that you can barely think. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. But you know, to be hearing this, you just feel so powerless. There's mm. literally nothing you nothing can do aside yeah. from just feel sorry for them. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. horrible. It's a yeah. horrible feeling for anyone to experience. Um, but yeah. 
if I could, you know, cure something like that, that's what I go for. That was yeah. I, you know? Well, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm glad you do that because yeah. I have suffered from arthritis. Have you? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm not that old, but it can no, affect people. Yeah, it can affect people of yeah. all ages. Yeah. And I like being a bloke. I mm. ignored it for a good five or six years. You're sporty, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it was sporty. And um and it was in my toes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So you know the knuckle bit yeah. of the of the big toe. Yeah. It's on each one of those, mm. and it would just come and go. Oh, and I really? would I don't know what I put it down to. I just kind of ignored it and put you oh, know. Oh gosh. Yeah, and it wouldn't necessarily last for too long. Maybe yeah. I don't know half a day at oh. first or whatever. Yeah. In a day, but um this was probably about five or six years ago now. Mm. Walking around Hartford, yeah. doing a bit of shopping, mm-hmm. and. It, the pain in both feet, oh both toes, was excruciating. Really? I could barely walk, so and I hobbled. And I'm very rarely ill, oh so I'm kind of like, what is this? Yeah. Hobbled to the surgery, the doctor's surgery around the corner, mm. and um, and they went, yeah, it, it could be bunions. It oh could be God. bunions, and I went, oh, okay, fair right. enough. Okay. Um, and I do remember an ex-girlfriend or a few ex-girlfriends had, had <laughs> said, said, oh, is that is that a bunion? And I went, well. Mm. Who knows? No. Um, yeah, and I don't, know, I don't want people mm. mucking about with my feet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he sent me to a specialist, yeah. and pretty much within five seconds, he just diagnosed it as arthritis because really? he just pushed back on it. Oh. Is that painful? Yeah. And he went, yeah, that, that's arthritis. Oh he said, it might, there might be bunions there, but it is definitely arthritis. arthritis. Yeah, so yeah. I then had an wow. operation on both feet. Really? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was off for like two months, couldn't oh, walk wow. on it. I did get a lot of writing done though. Oh, that's good. That was good, yeah. But um yeah. and so consequently my toes are a little bit skew with but okay. but I've not suffered since. Oh that's good. But yeah, I don't know if it's like if you're you know, if you've mm. had it in one place you get it in another place. I don't know. I will find out. Yeah. I'll let you know. Well, hopefully yeah. not for a I'll long come time. to you for the cure. I know. <laughs> so the next question is, would you rather mm. Mm. the aliens that make first contact mm. be robotic mm. or Organic. Oh, mm. wow. Mm. Gosh, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's um, a tricky one, that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think there's pros and cons for both. Yeah, I think I'll I'll talk my way through it. So I think robotic, it would be quite terrifying because it would be like Terminator and like Rise of the Machines and <laughs> like once thought, they hook it? into the internet and they yeah. will just control everything and yeah. then everything will shut down and it's it will become like the dark ages again nothing will work yeah. nothing will be functional oh. you'll just be like huddling around little fires oh. you know or, so, or they might keep everything going but, but it would just be enslave the human race yeah be yeah. super monitoring yeah which we would be i like almost feel like this is where we're masters. going anyway yeah. And there are, you know, Scary. people that believe that we were getting. Are we being replaced by? Robots? Yeah, well, yeah. and but all those implants are getting placed in people yeah, that can then time. control them. Sure. Well, are there people that are claiming that that's like happening to them now? Yeah. Where I um, mean, you know, like vaccines. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not. This is your choice, okay? Mm-hmm. Follow your doctor's advice. That's my warning first up. But there are some people mm-hmm. that believe that through vaccines oh, yes. that they're sneakily putting in implants. Mm-hmm. Who knows whether that's whether real or not? They can cause autism, which yeah. has been disproved like yeah. a long time ago, but people still don't but, know it's believed. Yeah, but yeah. it is slightly scary that everything seems to mm. be moving to the internet and the grid. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I feel a little bit uncomfortable. I might just be paranoid about that, but I do feel a little bit mm. uncomfortable with it. Because... You know, we are humans. We've got emotions, and we do like. You know, what, what's wrong with privacy? What's but wrong with not sharing? If you're not hooked sharing? in, then you're outside of society. Yeah, but and you'll that's be kicked bad. Out. Yeah, but that's bad. Yeah. 
That's sure. really bad because that, in a way, is their foisting. Yeah, they're yeah. foisting a, a, w- a different way of life mm-hmm. that has, has and then never we'll be been in little tiny cubicles. Yeah, yeah, which we don't want. Yeah. So I think let's go just for organic. By, yeah, I think you've gone for organic. Because we can shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd like to yeah. think that you know. It all depends, I guess. If the robots mm. have emotional empathy, that might They're be slightly robots. different. Yeah, but maybe could they? This is the question, isn't it? Can a robot feel? Well, can a robot yeah. dream of electric sheep? I was just about to say that. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas you'd like to think organic, that that's just inbuilt anyway. And you know, as soon as they arrive on the planet, they might die. <laughs> they might breathe in the oxygen that's and sure. then just die. Yeah, that'd be sad. Yeah, that'd be very well. Sad. Only if they're you know an empathetic, empathetic, empathetic. Yeah, yeah race. But that if they're like kill them all. But who knows? One. Maybe we've already had contact. There are, but and you, we just don't know. Well, you you're into history. Yeah. There's all the pyramid stuff, uh-huh. the ancient aliens. Have yeah. you seen that on Netflix? Oh, I've not seen it on Netflix. No. And and they're not the first people to do this. Mm. But there's a documentary called Ancient Aliens mm-hmm. that looks at well, what is you know it, it mm. seems like there's evidence that mm-hmm. we have been visited by mm. aliens, and uh, you know we've called them gods. Mm-hmm. There's oh. hieroglyphics, you know, like of fish gods and yeah. all of that, and yeah, cat yeah, yeah. dogs, and uh, you know cat. No, gods I know what you mean, like ISIS and yeah, the jackal. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, well, why would you, yeah, why would you put that as a god? Yeah. Why would you draw that as a god? Yeah. We don't look like that. No. What's up with that? I think there is something in it. Mm. And there's been lots of that. I think there were Chariots of the Gods was one of the first mm. ones oh. in the 70s, that oh. book. Yeah, that sort of started to piece all this together. And then over the years, other people have joined in on that mm. search. So check that out. The next one. Mm-hmm. Would you rather mm-hmm. be transported permanently? Mm-hmm. I think I know this one. Oh. Five hundred years into the future. Uh huh. Oh, you do know this. Or five hundred years into the past. Uh, duh. Yeah. Past, obviously. I know. I know. Yeah. But I wanted to give amazing. you that option because well, you. you might want to know what what it's mm. like in the future. Would you? Mm, no, I'd much prefer to know what was going on in the yeah. medieval period. There's so many different time frames that yeah. I'd, or time periods I'd love to visit. Okay. Not stay in, but you well, know, visit. Yeah, well, this is permanently, so you've got to oh, choose this. All right, past it is. Past it is. Yeah. I guess with the past, more probably more so than now, mm. it would very much depend on your status. Yes. If you were poor back then... No, that would suck. Diet, yeah. I, by like, I'd already be dead. I'd have like <laughs> age 30. The, yeah. Well, the diet, the, yeah. the, the, the prospects of ever climbing out of your yeah. status, whereas at least now mm. you can yeah. at least become wealthy, yeah. and, you, know, you know, and make it. Um, what would you do, though? What, what would you do? You'd get there. What would you like to do then? What job Ooh. would you like to do then? Oh, gosh. Well, assuming that I'm female... And 500 years ago, would we be in the middle of 1500? It would be, wouldn't it? 15? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Henry, well, let's see. Um, I'm really bad at maths. So yeah, I'm pretty bad. So, yeah, yeah. you know, 15 something. Like okay. Yeah. So, assuming that Henry VIII is the ruler, then he's dissolving the monasteries. And Boleyn's probably in power. She's about to get her head chopped off. Yeah. It would be good to be a 
a woman in uh, from a, a good wealthy family. Right. Um, Somebody who maybe was a lady in waiting. Or that would be higher than what I would probably oh, achieve. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, I think the best I could hope for for me would be from a good decent family that is kind of middling. So like enough that you know they can afford like a good dowry for their daughters, yeah. marry them off to someone well, but you know not force them into like an unhappy marriage. Yeah, um, and that would be it. Yeah, that would be. But I guess because but, you are from you know, the future, that's true. Ah, but would I have the knowledge yes. and foreknowledge I'm allow from you my future? To, yeah, oh, allow okay. You to have that, yeah. All right. Well, then I would be literate and I would be learning yeah. and be doing all sorts of things. You might be accused I'm, of being a witch. I was though. just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. that's I the problem. Being female, be accused of being a witch. That would be a problem. How would you get around that? Uh, I play dumb. <laughs> I I change my accent very quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. I probably. But could you go into hiding? I guess what you would have to yeah. do then, being a woman, yeah. is you you would have all this knowledge. Could mm. you start, like Leonardo da Vinci, you could start mm. inventing things, maybe. That but would but be you'd nice. have to maybe probably be writing, to be honest. Well, Not yeah, but you'd writing. probably have to sort of publish under a pseudonym, a male name. Yep. Yeah, that would be a good thing. That's why I use E.L. Johnson. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And uh, or and yeah. or if you were mm-hmm. to get married, you mm-hmm. didn't have to be, but sure. if you were to get married, yeah. Then, unfortunately, you'd have mm-hmm. to go. Well, look, you know, look at it's my husband. No, well, my my husband's invented all of this stuff, but you're the actual. Oh, inventor. that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but that would be the way of life. Yes. Yeah. But you'd have. But, you just but, have to grin and bear it. I think, uh, but but then there's a dilemma. If what and just hope that the husband can be like, yes, I've done all these amazing things. Yeah. Isn't it great? Very but nice would that there. advance? Mm. That would advance humanity a bit further forward. Then. It depends on what I invented. Toilets. Yeah. They already had toilets back then. Did they? Didn't they just yes, they poop did. out the? Didn't they just crap out the window back then? <laughs> they had little no? toilets. They had little little privies. Yes. Inside that though. Inside. At that age. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought that came later. Some um, castle um, attacks came through from people climbing up the privy. Yes. I yeah because yeah, yeah I've seen yeah I have seen that in castles yeah. yeah. So okay, mm. interesting. Yeah, I'd probably. The mm. thing is, yeah, I'd probably go. Uh, I would go back, but I would have to. You'd have, well, you. Oh, you're making the future sound a lot more tempting. I well, gotta say. but we don't know what that is. So that is an we unknown. We might all be dead. We could. Or, or we like could be slaves. Or be yeah, yeah, exactly. You never know. It's a tricky one, that one. Mm. The next one. Would you rather mm. be? Like, <laughs> it's a bit cruel. This one. Oh no. Would you rather? Be the general. Pu- hang on, hang on. Oh. Would you rather the general public think you are a horrible person? Oh no! But mm. your family is very proud of you, uh-huh. or mm. your family thinks you're a horrible person, but mm. the general public are very proud of you. The first one. The first one. So you would rather yep. that the general public feel yep. boo and hiss, yep. throw rotten tomatoes, yep. but your family know who you really are. Yep. Because Why? family, yeah, because family. Because I care about what the family thinks. Yeah. I care. I'm fairly close to my family, so yeah. I care about That's what good. my family thinks of me. Um, and if they know me well enough, they'll know how I actually am. Yeah. The public, you know what? They're gonna forget me in a day. <laughs> they might absolutely hate me and view me as the next Hitler. Right. But I'll be forgotten in a week. You'll be forgotten. No that's a good way of looking at it because yeah. it, I guess the general public and that's a big ambiguity mm-hmm. word isn't it because it covers yeah. many people yeah. but um, they, they're fickle you know we're all fickle aren't with we with the news we, today yeah. there's like six or seven hashtags that are trending on Twitter yeah pick and choose pick and choose if I'm even one of them 
Woo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good response. And the last question. Would you I've rather... Got one for you. Oh, have you? Oh, I you do. Can do that one. But we can do yours first. Oh, okay. Would you rather mm. have everything you draw mm-hmm. become real, mm. oh. but, but be permanently terrible at drawing? Oh, God. <laughs> or That's be able to fly, but only as fast as you can walk? I would do the latter. You would, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would fly. Yeah, totally. Who wouldn't want to fly? I, I've always wanted I would to fly, fly. Just naturally. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd uh, be do, way do you cool. get those dreams where you're flying? Once in a while. Yeah. I used to get them all the time. Yeah. As a kid, yeah. I used to get them, and I generally Floating, think that flying. it's your soul yeah. leaving. Yeah. I do think it's a bit of astral Scary, protection. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as you can come back. That for me, I had one dream like that where I was like floating above my bed and then floating like around and I yeah. realized I was like at the top of a staircase right. in my family's house and I was like I shouldn't be at this super top I can't I'm yeah. really high up and I was like <gasps> and then and you came back and in. then I woke up I think that is and a I genuine was like case. that's terrifying yeah. oh god yeah because yeah and it's if you what if you get stuck exactly and I think that might that's happen. really scary there are stories that I've read somewhere mm. or heard on the radio mm-hmm. or whatever where people yeah they, they might be in an operation yeah. and they, their soul you know whatever it is soul spirit leaves the body and they can look down on the operation and they've described things mm. on high cabinets oh. that from you know if yeah. you're just walking around normally you wouldn't know what no. was on top of that cabinet how else would you know it yeah. you know that That's I just find scary. that sort of extraordinary yeah mm. but um, mm. although I do like drawing I know you do. Yeah, but I'm. But to know that you'd be terrible. Yeah, at it. that's the problem because I would be very embarrassed. Imagine by that. drawing an iron flying monkey, <laughs> but have it look like a stick figure. Yeah, exactly. That'd be bad. I guess you'd try to make it your style. Maybe. It would come real though. It would be. So you go right. But I, I need. Would it be a living stick figure? I well, that's or yeah. A real I would say it would be. Well, I say real, yeah. so I'd go. Oh, I need a new phone. And then it'd be all wonky. Oh, and the buttons, God. The buttons would be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh. so I probably would go for the flying. Mm. There we go. So you have... I've got one okay. that you made me think of. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Game of Thrones earlier. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to be? Oh. And who do you think I would be? Oh, so I've there. only ever seen the TV show, not okay. read the books. Okay, well, I've read the books, okay. the ones that you've written so far, and I've also read the prequel, The oh. Blood and Fire, which oh. is set 300 years, which I think they're the, that's the next one they're yeah. going to do, oh. which is all about the House Targaryen and oh my God. how that all came yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, okay. By the way, we have reviewed those on the YouTube channel, both Ooh. the TV series, the board game as well, Game of Thrones board game, which is excellent, and also the books mm. and probably something else, I can't remember. But okay. anyway, yeah, so search for Game of Thrones, bottled in YouTube channel. Um, who would I rather be? Who, who would I like to be? Because they're all they're, they're very so well. Many good yeah, characters. There's so many good characters, but there's so many evil characters. Yeah, is great. I do like Ned Stark's sort of ethos mm-hmm. and just sense of justice mm-hmm. and trying to do things right and correct way. Mm-hmm. I do suspect, though, that yeah, in that sort mm-hmm. of world, mm-hmm. being honest isn't necessarily the best policy. As without spoilers for those mm-hmm. who haven't seen it, but if the, um, so Ned Stark possibly, but uh, um, oh, I don't know. People do say I look like Jamie Lannister. Oh, I can see it. 
Um, but he he's an interesting character because he starts he off being very horrible and arrogant mm-hmm. and very unlikable mm-hmm. to then having a real... Well, all of them mm-hmm. have a pretty much a, a good mm-hmm. story arc but and character development, but he then sees things from other people's points of view, doesn't he, as, as his misfortune happens. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, maybe a character that does actually reflect on life and, and other people and, and empathy and actually see things from other points of view mm-hmm. um, the Arya Stark who is she she's the little yeah, oh he's right Arya okay she's the one and she's, she's the sort of tomboy one I think that would be a good journey to go on a tough journey something that would be out of my comfort zone because um, I'm not really a natural fighter and so it would be, you know, you'd have to learn about sword fighting, she does all that, doesn't she? But also she really is trying, it, she almost learns the secret of life, doesn't she? Yeah. When she goes through all the sort of tasks and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, and who would you be then? Can you guess? Can I guess? Based on our conversation. This oh, evening? I would say the red. Correct. Witch. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Completely. Yeah. Totally. Well, yeah. As soon as I saw her on screen, I loved her. Yeah. And I love the actress. Yeah. yeah she's she's really totally. good. What? Yeah. So, what attracted you there? Then just that sense of power or sense of belief? Um, or? Uh, maybe. Not. I don't know. Just something about worldliness. Yeah. Because she taps into the sort of. I think that would be it. That and helping characters come back to life. Yeah. And also knowing when it's her time to go. Yes. Um, But also, I love the. So I've not read the books, but only just going off of that scene where you know she's this beautiful voluptuous woman already. Yeah. And then she just does. I think she removes her necklace or something, and she just becomes this sweet little pale wizened little old woman. Old lady. And I could totally see myself doing that. Yeah. Like do 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 do. Okay. I'm no, actually no. this. Yeah. But then that. I love that. Yeah, and I saw that as very much. Uh, She's gorgeous. Uh, well, it's almost yeah, it's almost like a public because I think a lot of us do have a public, like you know, day to day sort of personality. Sure. And I sort of saw that as that, and then actually, what's going on underneath people's lives yeah. that you don't really know about? Yeah. So they might be all confident and you know assured of themselves. Totally. But actually, when they get home. Things might be a totally, totally different, different story. Yeah. yeah, and I and I saw that, and and you do get when that that scene, especially, you do get a sense of sympathy for her. Mm. And um, yeah, so I, and again, a, another character that that goes through that transformation, and, and you think, oh, and everything isn't all as well. In fact, also another character that I really do like, mm. I, I like them all. It's such, it's such there a good, good ones. yeah. Is um, oh the onion. The Onion Knight or the Onion Lord? Don't know. Onion Knight. Yeah, I can't remember his actual first name, but okay. he. So yeah, so the Red Lady, mm-hmm. she supports which Baratheon is it? Mm-hmm. It's the the one on the Dragonstone, mm-hmm. um, who is he's the, one of the brothers of the king. That, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit of a spoiler that, that spoiler. dies dies in the first ep- first series. Mm-hmm. He I can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. he has his right hand man the onion knight mm-hmm. who has lost a finger oh. yeah do you remember him no. okay and he gets accused of being disloyal eventually oh, and he no. try he doesn't like the red lady yeah. actually oh see but no but but i like the fact that again he's a very honest person mm. he's very loyal mm-hmm. 
and um, he does have a, a good sense of justice, mm. but he also is very empathetic to other people. And he's the one that um, would go and chat to the disfigured girl, oh, who was the daughter I liked of. Her. Yeah, yeah, but I he was the one that she then taught him how to read yeah. and write. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. and so his journey was mm. somebody from humble beginnings, mm. was a smuggler. Mm-hmm. And but oh, then yeah, do you remember about. that? Yeah, yeah. and he was then lovely. yeah, but then kind of rose through the ranks, mm-hmm. but never lost sight of who he was. Yeah. He never got arrogant. He never, oh, I'm a lord now. Mm-hmm. He was never cruel to people. Mm-hmm. And I f- and I found his character again. I I really love Game of Thrones and the fact that not all good and nice people mm-hmm. have justice. Mm-hmm. You know, horrible things happen to yeah. them. Yeah. And you it's think, a very good people. Yeah, and you think, yeah. but that shouldn't happen. But it does. It does. And I think that's really your kind of really realistic observation, mm. isn't it? But yeah, so yeah, that is a great question. That is a great question. Uh-huh. So there we go. Well, I think Ooh. that's just about it. Have you enjoyed? Yeah, it's been good yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, well, it's been lovely chatting to you. Thank really you for having me. enjoyed it. So just to remind you, E.L. Johnson, Wolf's Blood. You can check, check, it it, out. check it out on Amazon. Woo. Or you can visit your website, mm-hmm. which is... Yep, eljohnsonstories.weebly.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. Ooh. Well, that is it. So thank you, Aaron. Um, thank you. And also thank you to the patrons once again. Really, really appreciate all your support. You can, uh, if you haven't done so and you want to, you can buy me time. Yeah. You can send it in a jar to me, just a lump of time, because uh, you know anybody that's creative, you know that time. You need time. You need time to just what's it to gestate ideas mm-hmm. and to, you need chunks of time to write. You can visit www.patreon.com/krboyter and Patreon is spelled P-A-T. R-E-O-N and boy, I got it right this time and Boiter is B-O-Y-T-E-R you can also visit if you want to know more about me and what I'm up to you can visit www.talesfromedra.com and you can for the Patreon at a certain Patreon level I forget which one uh, you can gain early access I know I'm that professional you can gain early access to all this podcast and all future podcasts at least one month ahead of everybody else the first episode though that's out for general release general public is actually on the talesfromedra.com website so you can check that out that's Vicky Holden Swindon the next one to go out will be Katie Sheridan and she was probably best known for Genie in the House did you ever watch that it was a Nickelodeon show and uh, yeah and we we recorded that one down in the George pub in Windsor have you ever been to Windsor yes it's got the big castle, isn't yeah, it? Have you been around there? It. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So a big shout out to the George Inn because mm. I actually left a short story and when we were recording that oh, in yeah. the pub. Oh, really? It was all handwritten. <gasps> oh my gosh. And it was a tale of two cheeses. Oh cool. And I had to ring them up and say, Have you please let me oh, t- no. you've still got it? Have oh, you used it there? God. Luckily they had it. Oh so, that's nice. Yeah, thank you oh, very much. Good. So all that's left to say is mm. may the magic of storytelling flow through you. The Tales of Edra podcast was recorded live from the White Horse Pub in Hertford, Hertfordshire, with your host and creator K.R. Boiter and special guest E.L. Johnson. This month's show was sponsored by Camelot Nightclub. Leave your coat of arms at the door and make a crusade of the finest squire dancing in Edra. Strict chivalric code applies. 
K.R. Boiter would like to thank E.L. Johnson, Mark and the locals from the White Horse Pub, and a wondrous thank you to Colin Middleton for writing the sponsor's adverts. You can support the show by visiting www.patreon.com slash krboiter. And why not visit talesfromedra.com to find out more about Ken and his fantasy writing and Tales of Edra creative projects. May the magic of storytelling flow through you all.